Hey guys, just before we start, I'd like to quickly mention again that this is the second part of that four-hour session of podcast recordings. Uh, this one we talk about the news we have stored away, and then we get to talk about the movie Shang-Chi. Hopefully that's good. And again, I'd really like to say sorry for the many bots that come in uh, and cause my Twitch notifications to go crazy in parts. But hopefully the rest of the podcast is enjoyable. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. can listen to as many reviewers or people making videos about like oh this film is this good or whatever but ultimately the opinion that you should listen to is your own like we shit on rise of skywalker we shit on mullen we shit on everything else that we don't like it's just our opinion though don't have to don't have to listen to us we're just two dudes talking about films and other stuff yeah. Um, I have no qualifications. <laughs> yeah, no, to be honest, I've mm. not gone to uni. You have. You have more qualifications than me. Um, yeah. Not by much, though. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, right, should we get into the other basic news of the last two weeks uh, that we've been speaking about or heard or whatever? Would anybody like to give a guess as to how many motorbike jumps Tom Hank, uh, Tom Cruise did? <laughs> Oh yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> what was it? It was something like over a thousand five hundred or something. It was an obscene amount. Did you say one thousand five hundred? Yeah. No, wait. It was more than that. It was like ten thousand, wasn't it? <clears throat> Thirteen thousand. No oh, cycle jumps. Fuck off, you bloody show off. <laughs> fuck off. I'm. I'm just. I'm just surprised that he didn't at least crash once. Out of those 13,000. Wasn't it all off a cliff or something as well? Or yeah, I, prob- I probably. I mean, he's it's... not going to do it in a warehouse, is it? It's Tom Cruise. It's going to yeah. be... It's going to be... Oh, we won't use a ramp, don't worry. I'll just drive off the cliff and aim yeah. for that rock. And hopefully it will go well. My God. That guy is... He's not human. Not in the sense that, oh my God, look at what he can do. He's just... No, he's just not mentally there. He's like... Yeah, yeah. Not... Well, I mean, you know, that's pretty much all Scientologists. But it was... But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um but anyway um i've got some more news about the mission impossible latest filming yes this is from the 2nd of september um on bbc news uh top gun and mission impossible films delayed due to covid spike oh my god both of his movies have been pushed back a little bit yeah uh with the end of filming uh oh no that they filmed mission impossible 7 haven't they they have wrapped it um, I'm, I'm, do, you remember, do you remember the time then Tom Cruise went absolute ape shit at uh, like two people on set um, because of like COVID restrictions and stuff? I wonder if he's going to literally murder someone now because of COVID. I'm, I'm surprised that I mean in this photograph here he's wearing two masks, one under the other. Is he all right? <laughs> of course he's not all right. Thirteen thousand motorcycle jumps, Ryan. <laughs> oh no, of course. Why would the I ever question right. him? Why would I do that? Um. Not even, not even like motocross people do that many jumps to prepare. <laughs> do you think Guy Martin's ever done that many motorcycle jumps? No, probably not. Uh, um, uh, anyway, uh, also uh, the shutdowns, uh, uh, the uh, Mission Possible COVID shutdown, prompting lawsuits as well. Jesus. Um, 
basically, I'm quickly skim reading this to try and understand. That's fair. That's good. Um, oh my god, Cruz has been gracing us living here in the UK. He's in the UK. Oh my god! I, like honestly, so much shit has happened. I might have already read that. Oh no! Just, no, I'd... he's arrived. He's brought it with him. No, honestly, I have nothing against <laughs> him. Uh, like Tom Cruise is just. He's just mad. He's just a, he's he's just just a, a weirdo. He's just a madman. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Just, someone needs to sit down with him and just have a chat. Uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Your heart palpitations is going through the roof. Are you okay? No, do you think... No. If anything, his heart doesn't beat because he just doesn't get scared by anything anymore. Yeah. Do you think he'll become... Uh... No, I'll tell you what. He's trying to do what Leo did. Leonardo DiCaprio literally had to end up eating... Uh, what was it, a bison's liver or heart or something for Re- the Revenant, Revenant, and he ended up getting an Oscar for that. Uh, do you think Tom Cruise is trying to do the same? He's like, what dumb shit can I get myself into so I can warrant an Oscar? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's always funny, like, because Leonardo DiCaprio, of course, deserves an Oscar, but, like, he was great in The Revenant, but he wasn't yeah, he as good in The Revenant as he was in, like... Titanic know, like, or Titanic Django Unchained or, or something. Any other performance that he's given. Like a fucking What's Eating Gilbert Grape. He was, that was when he was a kid. He was brilliant in that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's mental. Um, anyway, so basically, this whole debate is over the fact that the uh, an insurance company, a federal insurance company that was um, basically insuring the production mm. uh, didn't pay out as much money as they should have because of the shutdowns. Uh, on production amazing um so there's now a big hoo-ha with basketball diaries as well parent companies and stuff uh to be like you didn't give us enough money for the shutdown um (laughs) so uh that was that was my exact voice yeah uh, yeah Uh, (laughs) sounded just like sydney scheinberg god rest his soul um but yeah so there's a whole saga going on with the mission impossible movies amazing Um, isn't it eventually that Eventually, he'll get released at some That's point. Easy. He's doing Top Gun as well. That's still meant to come Maverick, out like yeah. this 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 month or something next month or whatever. Um, so you carry... actually, I have to say, the Top Gun Maverick trailer looked pretty good. Oh, that, yeah. that, it was yeah, a well done trailer. Like to be fair, yeah, I don't know whether much... the movie's going to be any good, but the first one's a bit questionable. I've seen it once, maybe, and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. Question. Yeah. Um, have you heard about this? Uh, no. This. Uh, renaming of Overwatch characters. Yes. Um, I've forgotten that we haven't actually spoken about this. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jesse McCree is the actual uh, game developer yeah. or something Jesse like McCree that. Jesse McCree is a character in Blizzard's Overwatch game. And he's renamed he Renamed after... in the wake of the fallout after the sexual assault allegations. Or yeah. Or like sexual and harassment allegations against the company. This whole like Activision Blizzard thing is just ridiculous. It's... It shouldn't be surprising, but it is, unfortunately, because this shit happens all the time, apparently, in, like, game companies and all that bollocks. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a shame. Well, it, yeah. happens, it, happens, it happens everywhere, not yeah, just in game companies, unfortunately. unfortunately. But what was it? Because like, uh, from what I remember, uh, McCree, the real dude, was like pictured with a bunch of other the like game execs or developers and whatever and they were like pictured in in a bedroom in front of like a bill cosby picture and it's like that's distasteful we oh dear we doing come on i think it was him anyway allegedly possibly maybe i do not quote me on that 
we're just a unprofessional podcast, but it's fine. The Cosby Suite, yeah. Ugh, fucking hell. What are you doing? Um, so what yeah, I think doing? it was it was Activision that basically, well, someone in Blizzard or Activision, Bob, whatever the fuck his name is, um, basically said, oh yeah, they're not going to be aiming any characters after real people anymore, which is like, yeah, it makes sense. But also people that are asking for like the character to be named after Matt Mercer because he voices him. I'd like that because I'd like to think that he's not a problematic person. No, he sure he isn't. He's a great dude. Um, but yeah, Matt Mercer, no, he's, yeah. he's an angel. Yeah, he's a beautiful human being. Um, but nah, it's fine. Um, yeah, it'd be it'd be really interesting, especially when you've like. It must be really weird by being by association for Matt to be like I've voiced this character for a long time and, and i you're... feel an attachment to him and the name and now yeah that's tarnished I wonder, I wonder and i have to think of the situation obviously he probably wouldn't want to talk about the situation but it'd be interesting to think to see what he thinks um but hey it's whatever. well i'm sure he'll, he'll be probably asked when he does some overwatch 2 press or something yeah. in the not too distant future so um here's an interesting one uh no time to die uh, <laughs> i've got plenty out. of time to die am i right Plenty of time to die. Way ah, he's got him there. Got well him. done, mate. Bloody James that's Bond. A, that's definitely a, a nine o'clock at night joke, isn't it? Yep. Um, Absolutely. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so there's reports going around, uh, and the creators and stuff have been talking about um, when the next James Bond film after that is going to come out. Also, I, I just brought this attention to the article here. Casino Royale came in, out in 2006. Is it that long ago? Holy shit. Wow. Two thousand and six. To be honest, Can we just let that number sink in, people. I, whenever I think of like two thousand and six, I keep on thinking, "Oh, that was like ten years ago." No, it's not. Well, it wasn't. It was no, it's fifteen not. years ago. No, it's not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fifteen going on sixteen yeah. years ago now. Um, um, but yeah, so basically, the, the the gist of this is that they've not, they don't really have a, a, a plan really after the the next, the final instalment of Daniel, Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they'll be recasting and stuff in time, but they've basically the word here is also used as they kind of like they've kind of shelved all the details about it for now. Yeah, it's. I feel like they're kind of taking a little bit of a break from James Bond. Isn't there always a kind of a a pretty big break in between Bonds, the actors? And like stuff, two to three it? years. Yeah, just a, uh, from a film's mov- worth. <laughs> from movie to movie, like, like I don't know the last Pierce Brosnan movie. I think was. How long was it? Years before. How long was the last Pierce Brosnan movie in between that and Daniel Craig's first? Like you said, it's two thousand six. I'm pretty sure it was like mid nineties, wasn't it? So it was like ten years, something like that. I don't fucking know. Uh, let's have a look. Maybe nineteen ninety nine or something. Bond films. Bond films. Google that shit. Uh, um, Die Another Day came out in two thousand and two. Oh, so forget me then. Gap. Forget me then. Jesus. Wow. Okay, so it's just effectively a film's production worth in between. It doesn't really matter. There's no real gap then, I guess, in between Bond films. Um, I watched Casino Royale the other day because, because, because I, I thought, yeah, because you, because you felt like it. Because I felt like it. It was, it's right. <laughs> it's fine. One, two. Are you count in between gaps. No, I'm just counting how many. Um, Films Piers Brosnan was in as James Bond. Oh, okay. Uh, he was only in three. Three. No, four. Sorry. Ah, he was in four. 
Was it gold? Uh, golden gun. He was in gold. Golden eye. In nineteen ninety five. I barely then have anything to do. Nineteen ninety seven. Tomorrow never dies. Yeah. Um. Then the world is not enough. In nineteen ninety nine. Uh, and then it was die another day. Two thousand two. Nice. Good on him. Good stuff. We were watching die another day. Die another day is, I think, decent. I might have to watch it again. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, I uh, I I barely watched any James Bond films. And I saw Casino Royale. I was thinking, come on, I need to, I need to get in the groove of James Bond. And I watched it. I was like, yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty good. Because uh, that was a big thing. Because you said that, yeah. like, yeah, because like Casino Royale is good. I, it's good. It's not amazing though. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what it was about. Because I remember watching Quantum of Solace, and I really didn't like that. Casino Royale, I was like, come on. I, I've heard this is like one of the best James Bond films. So I had quite high expectations going into it. And then I was like, I don't know. It's, I didn't love it. What, I was what, was like, it, what was it that kind of threw you a little bit? What, what was it that I you were expecting you that you what, didn't get? I just, mini review of Casino Royale. We'll probably do like an official episode, like losing the downline. Yeah, I, um, I, I haven't watched it in ages, so I probably need to we, watch it again. I just... Daniel Craig is great as James Bond. I just found him really unlikable, the character. He was just a just a twat. Um Yeah, I didn't like him at all. Well no, he's He is he's very his version of James Bond is very rough around the edges. Yeah. He's like, he's not a he's not he, a warm person. I, am, I have no doubt about it that he would be able to beat the shit out of me. No doubt about that. But um yeah, no. Just... He's a lot more. He he has that. He has the James Bond charm, but it's not. It's not like with the other James Bonds where that is always on display to everybody. It's only he he turns that on only when he needs it. Yeah. Most of the time, he's just like, "Leave me the fuck alone, please. I want to go and drink whiskey." Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, logical robot in chat says uh, Casino Royale is a masterpiece. Everything after was terrible. Hot take. That's a, that's Ooh, a, that's a even hot Skyfall. Take. That's a hot take Ooh. there. Ooh. That's a hot... I'm not sure I completely agree with that statement, right but here. that's fair enough. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. No, uh, Casino, right. Casino Royale was really good. I remember watching it back in the day. Quantum like, of Solace was absolutely bollocks. That was... don't, just don't even bother watching it. It's terrible. Yeah. I've, I've already um, mentioned this on the podcast, but it's whenever you have to uh, watch a film in school, that's, that's a problem. And Quantum of Solace was a film I had to watch in school. Never recovered since. No, thank you. In in my opinion, Skyfall is the best of the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Hot take. Hot take from me, then. How, how would you like them apples? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Spectre is meh. It's, it's fine. It's a bit. It's, it's, it's a letdown, really. But hey, from what I've seen of the trailer of No Time to Die, I'm like, you know what? Looks looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks yeah. pretty good. Yeah, Rami Malek is the villain. Good on you. And also, uh, Christoph Waltz is back. Doing what he does best, being very charming and evil, love it. Um, yeah, I think reasoning. the thing, I think the thing that's interesting about James Bond movies is that they are made by the villain. Yeah, and like, I suppose this is an argument that you could have with any movie involving two opposing forces. That that a hero is only as good as the like the dark Batman is only as good in the Dark Knight as because the Joker is there. Yeah, and vice, you know, and whatever, whatever, whatever. Spider-Man is only as good in Spider-Man 2 and so epic in Spider-Man 2 because he's got Doc Ock to play off. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the better the villain, the better the hero will be in the end. Yeah. It's uh, just general rule of thumb. Uh, um, but I... 
I, I feel like it was like, like, because Casino Royale is really good, but it the villain is not, like, he's not that compelling. He's interesting and quirky, but he's not that compelling. It's weird because I was watching it and I was like, I can't really fault this in any way, this film. Like, it's no. really well made. The acting is great. Like, Dana Craig is doing, like, the stunt work is incredible. It just didn't amazing. Yeah, yeah, it just something about it just didn't click, and I was like, "Yeah, it's." I've seen it. Like I can say I've seen it, and that's really. Yeah, I might watch it again. It might be one of those films that multiple viewings. I might learn to love it or something. But it's a pretty long movie as well. It's a lot to digest. Yeah, two hours, twenty something like that. It's quite. It's quite a hefty film. I remember it being because I I might be completely wrong. I'm not an expert on James Bond. Don't shoot me. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I, I to hold you up for that. I I think it was a bit longer than some of the other Bond movies previously. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember people being like, oh, it's quite a long movie, but it's good. Yeah. Um, I have a problem but with yeah. the... I, like, Quantum of Solace had... I can't, even, I can't even remember the Quantum of Solace guy. That's, like, that's how bad he is. <laughs> I can't even remember who the villain was in it. Like, he was terrible. He was just some guy. Yeah. The, money, it, the reason penny. I like Skyfall so much is it, it it balances everything right, and you have Javier Bardem as the villain, who is just superb. he is great, a great actor, like, who is yeah. just superb in it, and it kind of makes the movie because it has all the components that the others had. It just has a good opposing force for James Bond to go against. Yeah, and um, there's some emotional stuff in there as well. Um, Spectre was Christoph Waltz is a genius actor. Everybody oh, he's, knows that. he's one of my favorites. He but, oh he's god, so he was hand, he was handed such a bad rep with that villain. Oh my dear lord! Yeah. Like, I think that was more to do with the writing than. That sucks. I feel like they had to, they ramped it up too much, Inspector. That's what they did. They yeah. tried to best Skyfall a little bit too much because Skyfall was quite successful, mm. and they should have just trusted their guns in the acting ability of their stars and 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 the the, the chemistry, rather than doing this really elaborate story that didn't really make any sense. Yeah, um, that's fair enough. But there's a part of me that's that's. That, it's glad he's back for the next one because it's kind of it wasn't a terrible execution but it wasn't great either but i'm yeah. glad that he gets like an afterlife of oh maybe actually this will make the journey worthwhile this next movie and that's why i'm excited to see remy malik as the villain because remy malik is amazing oh i love him in most things so, he's in yeah yeah so, um really cool anyway little shall we let's let's tangent let's that's no, fine that's good little tangents i love this uh shall we just blitz through some of the other news new, uh, new bits that we've got uh you got any more go for it uh i've got loads mate i could go oh, forever fuck me let's just blitz uh, shazam 2 wraps filming yeah there we go good suits look great go on. looking forward um, to it apparently great. the mandalorian has hinted at uh, a secret jedi cameo from master plu kun who I don't understand because he died at the end of episode three. Um, yeah, he was part of the Order 66. He, maybe he blew his, up in a ship. It was his so long lost son one. or something. Maybe it's know. just long lost son. I don't know. Clue uh, or something. Wonder Woman director. Oh, yeah, this, that's annoyed uh, me. Says releasing... Um, this bunch of oh, my shit. God. So many fucking pop-ups. Um, <laughs> says releasing streaming uh, was heartbreaking and detrimental and... But the best choice overall. Yeah. She came um, out and said something that was like, uh, oh, films that go on to uh, stream and just look like fake movies. And I'm just like, that's a bit disrespectful. Don't you think? It's like, 
I mean, if you if you make like a big blockbuster movie like Wonder Woman eighty four, regardless of whether it's a good movie or a bad movie, the fact that it was put on streaming and you effectively weren't the one to make the decision for that, it's a bit like Tenet and like Black Widow and all this sort of stuff. Like they were made for the big screen. Fair enough. So I can see why you get angry about those films. But there are some like indie films that come out and like go onto Netflix because how else would that film gain publicity like and you know these up-and-coming directors and filmmakers like that's the only way they need can have their films make their name so it's like there's there's so many great netflix movies yeah there's, and, there's that new one that got announced there's another bit of news that leonardo dicaprio jennifer lawrence movie ah uh, yes with, yeah with yeah like loads of people in it it's got like yeah. timothy chalamet and ariana grande and yeah, uh, Jonah Hill's and in it. I think any and all sorts of people. I just think um, I don't get what that's a Netflix movie. I don't. Straight to Netflix. I don't. I don't get what people's problem is with streaming. It's like you know. I think years and years ago, bloody Steven Spielberg came out and was like, "Oh no!" It's, and he was trying to sort of shit on streaming services and was like, "Oh yeah, no films should be staying in like cinema and theaters and stuff like that." And I'm just it's like, the exact, you it's gotta, the exact same thing as. Sorry, it's the exact same thing as when your grandparents don't understand new technology. Yeah. It's it's that the world is changing in ways that they don't fully understand. You've got to make it more and accessible it and yeah. more accessibility. Like people might not be able to go to the like theaters, like pandemic or not. It's you you got to the theaters is a different experience now though because. Yeah. Like, back in the day, not everybody got to go to the cinema yeah. all the time, and there wasn't as many movies on, so it was special. Yeah. It's, it's the simple overuse of something. Like, the more that you use it and the more you show it, mm. the less special that thing and becomes. There's, like, five cinemas in every major town and city in most yeah. countries, most first-world countries anyway in the world. Yeah. Like, going to the cinema is not a pro- it's not a, a day out anymore. It's just a jaunt. Like, I went today. <laughs> I just mm. strolled down into town, went to the cinema. It was after work you went, didn't you? I wasn't working today. Oh, you weren't working today? Oh, shit. I thought you were working today. Um, no, but it's like, if I can go to the cinema to see the new release, I will. But am I going to throw my toys out of the car just because I'm like, ah, I didn't see Black Widow in cinemas. I saw it on streaming first. Who, who cares? Like, just a film, innit? <laughs> it's the shifting, it's the shifting like, yeah. view of things. It's like, would I ever want to watch fucking... Godzilla versus Kong. Is that like a film I have to see in theatres? Nah. Not really. <laughs> no. Nah. <laughs> no. Um, like, I'll watch that no, when I want. There's so like, many great, there's so many great um, Netflix movies. I think there was... I, I might be completely wrong. This may have come out in the, the cinema briefly. Yeah. I don't know. Um, both of these may have come out in the cinema briefly. I don't know. Uh, Outlaw King and The King. No idea. Are two Netflix movies that I've watched. Yeah. Uh, Outlaw King has got... Um, Oh god, what's his name? I don't know what is his name. Chris oh, no. Pine. <laughs> Chris Pine. For a minute, sorry. Chris Pine. Is it one of the Chris's? Uh, sorry to say, but the cinema experience is already degraded via assholes with phones who paid to watch a movie, then didn't watch the fucking movie. Yeah, <laughs> I completely agree. With that. In- interesting. Uh, what what cinemas have you been in? Because I I've never I legitimately can say this. I don't think I've ever been in a cinema viewing. In the last 10 years where I've seen somebody with a mobile phone out. Um, oh, I've been in a few where I've seen people on their phones. And really? really? Maybe I've just got it, really lucky. It, and those people who have been have been sitting behind me. It really fucks me <laughs> up. There's this one time I went and saw um, 
way back when, when Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children was out in cinemas. And I went to see it. I tell you what, and it, this, is, this links into another thing. People with phones, fuck off. And then secondly, if you bring your toddler, your infant child toddler to a s- cinema, fuck off as well. I'm sorry, <laughs> just straight up. Because when I went to see that film, there was a woman with her baby in a pram at the front of the cinema and it was crying throughout maybe half of the film. It's like, firstly, you shouldn't be bringing your fucking kid in like that age to see a a film because they cannot process watching anything. And then secondly, if it starts to cry, take your fucking baby out of the cinema. Common sense. So yeah, that really fucks me off. Don't (laughs) take take your child to fucking... Uh, that was another thing. I went to see Doctor Strange with my brother for like, I watched it a second time because I was like, oh, Sean, you got to really watch this film because it's visually great. I really like it. Um, and yeah, like there was some, like f- a, a father with like maybe four kids and the four kids was just sort of like, you know, they, they were sat in front of us. Was it sat in front or behind? No, they were sat in front behind us to begin with and they were kicking my fucking seat constantly. And I was like, I, I don't want to shout and say anything because it's rude and I don't want to be that twat. Um, but also... Rude to kick your chair, though. Yeah, rude to kick my chair. But then they ended up moving in front of us and it was like, sit the fuck down and watch the film, please. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in your seat. Keep fucking quiet. <laughs> or I'll chuck you out. <laughs> yeah, so it's kids... If you're going to bring your kid to a film, make sure they're old enough so that you can actually watch something. And secondly, give them a seatbelt and buckle them down to a fucking chair. I swear to God. And put duct tape over their Cinema seatbelts. That's what we need. Cinema seatbelts. That's, that's what we need. Seatbelts in the cinema. Uh, it doesn't have to be an over-the-shoulder one, just a, you know, a plain one. One of those token ones. Yeah. Uh, babies and kids running up and down side stairs constantly in and out of the show. And yeah, it's just... What you, again, what are you don't, doing? Don't, <laughs> like, like, take your kids to watch something that they're going to be entertained like, by. Don't take fucking, them to watch something that you want to watch like, in the hope that it will distract them. Because like it dis- won't. Despicable Me or some shit. Minions. Like, or Shrek that... 8. Or Shrek <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's a losing battle at this point, yeah. Calm down. Oh, I should calm um, down. Anyway, <laughs> Chris Pine. Sorry. Yeah, Chris yeah. Pine. Yeah, just yeah. to finish off the point that I uh, left <laughs> yeah, hanging. Sorry, earlier. babies in fucking cinemas. Uh, <laughs> Chris Pine uh, is uh, in the Outlaw King, and he plays Robert the Bruce of Scotland. Oh, yes. It's a really good movie. I recommend you go watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, and the other one is The King, which is Timothy Chalamet as Henry V, and it's a Shakespeare adaptation of the Shakespeare. Is play. that the one that we watched? But with with like, Robert Pattinson. He, yes, we did. Yeah, we did. We did watch it, and Robert Pattinson plays the the, the uh, French dude. The, French French prince. That was quite funny. That was. Um, it was very funny. That scene very the funny. Ending, yeah. But yeah, it's it's like a modern day kind of medieval blockbuster, but Shakespeare. Um, yeah, I enjoyed right. it anyway. Yeah, I thought it was. It, it was alright. You know. Um, um <laughs> Dead Space remake. And yes. Dead Space, Space two thousand and eight comparison photo, which I've got up here. Aha! You have a comparison photo. Um, I do. I might. I might. I might stick it in the. Uh, I'll stick it in the group later so everybody can have a look yes. as a reference point. Uh, we are referencing to a Facebook group looks, that we have, look, Globe of Geek, and if you want to join that, yes, we are very much appreciate it. It looks, looks quite good. I, I didn't, I've never, I never played the Deep Space game. No, I haven't game. either. Apparently they're really good, though. But, uh, Christ, there's just too many games. 
God. There is. Too many games. Too many films. Too too much of everything. Um, It's just another podcast that we do. Will Smith has congratulated... I'm rushing through this because I'm aware that I've got a lot of news. No, no, no. Please please stop me. If there's anything that is really good that we want to expand upon, then we will do. Like babies in cinemas. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Fucking kids in cinemas. (laughs) Parents being idiots. Fucking kids. I love Will Smith kids, congratulates the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot star. Yes. Actor, oh yes. Uh, Jabri Banks. Yep. On landing the role of uh, the Fresh Prince himself. Good on him. Um, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, is it meant to be a reboot? It's like a. It... It's what was it? I remember saying this ages ago on the podcast. It's like a, it's a drama reboot or something like that. It's not like a full-on comedy thing like what it was yeah it's mm. like a completely different like style and genre i think it's going to be unless i'm completely wrong i don't know anymore just are they are they going to try and aim it more towards kids because the cast is i think a bit younger i have no idea right we don't we, we don't know we'll have to see until that trailer comes out of that thing that's coming out um yeah. right you better uh, what, what more stuff have you got I got loads. Uh, there's a Ghost of Tsushima update. Yeah, we spoke about this. Tsushima. Because uh, um, uh, and the th- director's cut and stuff, and which is again another uh, game I need to play. But I, just... I uh, the only reason I saved this is apparently there's fox belly rubs now. Um, oh, is there? Is a, oh, is worth it. I'm you sold. Can, I need to play you can it. Pet the foxes. Yeah. Um, and apparently they're more colourful. Oh yes. If that's what you want. That's the update we all need. Um. Horizon Forbidden West. Yep. Another bit of game news. Yep. Uh, oh my gosh. What is going on? Jeremy Gersh. Uh Collectors and digital editions are detailed in pre-orders now. Nice. So you have a little bit of information about what you get in each one. Um, you get yeah, some exclusive stuff. You get that, some uh, skins and stuff for the this, game. There was this controversy about like Forbidden West and whether it was going to have like a free update from PlayStation Four to PlayStation Five. Where there was, you know, they initially said it was going to be free and then it wasn't, and then people got angry and now it is again. It's messed up. Bloody Sony! I thought you were good. Um. Mm. Yeah. Um, I need to play. They, for, I don't think here of. I don't think there's a mention here of a of a free update. So not yet. I mean, if it is, it's fine. It's whatever. Having uh, said that, though, I think in this edition here, you get both the PS4 and the PS5 ones included. <laughs> you get both discs. Uh, I just uh, logical robot on chat says, "Can I fully uh, can I add a fully appreciate a Venom T-shirt?" Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, the Killing Joke poster that you have and the fake PS5 box uh, in the background. Yes, I totally am not lucky enough and part of the 1% that owns one of them. Joker looks a bit creepy at the moment. That is a pretty good he's lighting. Kind of sh- he's kind of shrouded in mystery. Yeah. Apologies for As the podcast Joker listeners be. if you're listening to this not watching on Twitch, which again, you should do. Um, it's fine. <laughs> um, anyway, yes. Uh, forbidden, uh, forbidden West. Uh, any any other quick any other quick stuff? Oh, quick news. Uh, uh, George Morley, uh, who is the designer behind the Leviathan Axe in your favorite game, yes, has sadly passed away. How oh, is he? On September second. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was a former gameplay engineer at Sony oh. Santa Monica Studios, described as one of the fathers of the God of War's Leviathan well, Axe. Honestly, one day um, I am actually going to own an axe. Away. Yeah. 
one day. I'm gonna own an axe. Um, not 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 that axe, just any axe. <laughs> just, just any axe. Buy, yeah. Just no. gonna buy a wood chopping axe. I'm just gonna yeah. Uh, <laughs> as you do. That's um, if I can bloody use it again. That's all. So uh, got, we've got some other stuff going on. What's oh. this? Um, there's a there's a trailer for something called Moonfall. I, what I've noticed is there's a few kind of like space themed TV shows and movies coming out. Yeah. Uh, so Lionsgate have got a new sci-fi thriller called Moonfall. Uh, it stars Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Great. It's Joe Fowler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also stars. Um, <laughs> uh, cast includes Patrick Wilson, uh, Brian Harbour, Harper, sorry, uh, Michael Pena. Uh, and John Bradley, Samuel Tarly himself from Game of Thrones. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. As all uh, astronauts. Um, and it. I'm trying to discover what the fuck it's about. Floating about. <laughs> floating about. I don't um, know. In space. <laughs> uh, oh, right. Okay. Interesting. So this is mysteri- uh, mysterious forces uh, out of seemingly nowhere knock the moon or start to knock the moon out of its regular orbit with the earth um which obviously will fuck with everything tidal yeah i was about to say why would you why would you why why would you do that it's it's about uh this group of uh, engineers and astronauts trying to fix the problem by the sounds of it Uh, Uh, it sounds really interesting that is um i'm gonna have to watch the full trailer because i haven't is it elon Uh, musk because that's what he's doing at the moment i don't know you think it's Elon doing this shit? Fucking Elon. He's going to put his car Jeff, on the moon. Honestly, he's going to Jeff. He's going to put his fucking car on the moon and then just gloat about it. Good on you. Good on you, Elon. I don't, I don't think he aimed it at the moon. I think he just aimed it into space. Yeah, but it's like, fucking... this is Elon's Is it not next... enough for him to literally litter the oceans? He has to litter space as well. I don't know. I mean, it makes Teslas to make up for it, I guess. <laughs> Good on you, Elon. <laughs> Good charges god knows how much to buy one um uh, they're apparently quite affordable 80 grand uh, <laughs> there's another really interesting um space uh, f- film that's been announced oh yeah uh, that I, d- I don't know what platform it's coming to i think it's coming out in the cinema uh don't quote me because uh, there's no information on that here um but it's called my son um you have a son not my son <laughs> oh, okay my son your son um, okay <laughs> That son. It is. It's a remake, apparently, of a French film. Uh, and the director of this version is the original director of the French film, and he's making an English version of the movie. Um, yeah. uh, so it, it stars James McAvoy. Uh, stars as a father whose son is kidnapped. Uh, also stars Claire Foy, the wonderful Claire Foy, alongside Great. him as the mother. Um, what's amazing about this movie? is that every single bit of dialogue that James McAvoy speaks is completely improvised and unscripted. Holy shit. All right. Sweet. He, he went into this movie knowing nothing about the plot, nothing about where the story went, and with no script on his desk. That's... Everybody else that's in the thing had something. That's fascinating. But order, yeah, but in order to get his absolute pinpoint natural reactions to everything as the character, he knew nothing was going on. So they just play the scenes and he has to just make it up on the fly, which I thought wow. was really fascinating um, and kind of makes me want to watch it because I'm really intrigued now. That, that must be an absolute fucking nightmare for the directors. <laughs> it's like, I really It's a hope, logistical nightmare. I really hope that he goes in this direction. Oh, no, he hasn't. Oh, shit, we have to go again. Oh, fuck. James. Oh. <laughs> that must be an absolute nightmare. Christ alive. 
Um, but imagine the freedom you have as an actor. Oh, like, that would be glorious. But <laughs> oh, how um, would you get anywhere? What if James McAvoy just decides, you know what, my character, he's just going to be a psychopath now. He's going to start murdering everyone. Wait, that's not part of the script? What script? What are you talking about? <laughs> What's, what? Nobody sent me a script. Um, <laughs> that, I thought it was really interesting. I think they've, they, they've, there's been other projects that have done in the past and other uh, medias that have been released that have been like whole casts or part of casts improvising lines and not having scripts. But I thought it was really interesting that they like specifically went in and were like... No, you're not going to have a script. You're just going to react to what goes on. So we're just going to play the scenes and then you're just the reacting and then we follow you with the camera, basically. Mm. Um, I thought it was, yeah, really fascinating. But it sounds kind of like high drama and stuff and it's like a mi- murder mystery story, yeah. kind of kidnap story. It looks, you, it looks um, really good. I'm just going off a logical robot again in chat. Is, have you ever seen the film Wanted with him in it? And Angelina Jolie and Wanted. Chris Pratt? I've heard of it. I've, it's I it's the I've film when they can curve bullets. They like shoot a gun and it curves a bullet around a building. Oh, he was shit. in that one. Yeah, he was the main guy in that. James McAvoy. Oh shit. Um, he says it's uh, based on a bunch of video games. It was based off a, a comic, I think, uh, comic run uh, called One. I think there was a bunch of video games that did it. There, as was, well. there was a video game or something. Yeah. Um, a video but game. But he, yeah. he thinks uh, James's role in Wanted is underrated genius casting. I did really like him in that. I really really enjoyed that. Um, He's good in mostly James... everything he's in. Oh, James, James McAvoy is really, just... really great actor. Yeah. You could argue he's not really that good in Dark Phoenix, but then again, it is Dark Phoenix, <laughs> which is kind of a weird film. I've only seen it once, and I was just like, Ugh. Um, Should I get on some news, or are you going to carry on my way? Um, I could carry on. I was just skim reading to understand. That's right. Um, um you go, you go. Okay. I've been talking a lot. I will, I will say a couple of things. Um, so Ed Asner, the voice behind the old man in Up, and he's done other great stuff. He passed away, unfortunately, a couple. Oh, uh, I did see that. I remember on that. Uh, I think it was the 29th of August. I think he passed away, which is shame because he's he's done a lot of good stuff. Uh, off the top of my head, it was the Up actor, uh, Up character that he did. Um, I got some really funny gaming news. Um, so. Firstly, we'll get onto something that I'm a bit indifferent on, uh, which is Death Stranding, the game, walking simulator. Um, Norman Reedus says that there's another one in negotiations slash it might be happening, a Death Stranding 2. Death Stranding, walk a little bit further with your packages. Do you think it's going to be called Death Stranding Amazon Edition or something? Or Death Stranding package on time. Package on time. Uh, Carl Fredrickson was the uh, character in Up. Yes, legend. Um, Carl, also, Carl Fredrickson. Oh, if Carl you are, Up's a great you, movie. It is a. It has pro- oh, okay. Hot take. Up has probably the best opening of any film ever. It's up there. It's up there. <laughs> it's, it's definitely up there. It's up there. It's up there. I really it. fucking. Yeah. God, you you know your ways around words, mate. You, oh dear, that yeah. that's just the tiredness setting in. Uh. No, that's just. <laughs> Fatigue. The exhaustion, ladies um, and gentlemen. Okay, so I got three, four more bits of news. Um, okay, so unfortunately, if you are a child in China, you're not going to be able to play games a lot. I'm just saying. Because China is to ban kids from playing online games for more than three hours per week. That oh. sucks. <laughs> that 
I feel bad for kids, man. That's depressing. Well, this, uh, is, uh, this is really not helping your like controlling authoritarian image, China. <laughs> uh, this is it's really not. Games are good. They're educational, man. Come on. How else would I not, learn? How do you know to... what? Do you know what's more educational? What? Military academy. Um... <laughs> it's either that or get forced into the Olympics and become a gold medalist, or they would just be. I'm sorry. I shouldn't take the piss. I'm sorry. Um... No, there are a lot of good people in China, but nah, it's uh, not great, great unfortunately, questions of questions of the leadership things you your um, leadership do. Like I say, very like games are very educational. How else would I know how to swing an axe at a dude's head in God of War? Come on, I know how to do that now because of that game. One of the first things you do in that game is chop down a tree. Yeah, educational. Like you uh, need, yeah. you need wood to survive. Survival. Yeah. Can... How are people going to know how? Where's he gone again? Oh no! He's gone again. <laughs> Two sixteen. Sweet. How would I know? Gone. Fuck's sake! It was a really good joke, everybody. I promise. <laughs> it was a really great joke. The joke was: How would you know how to walk if it wasn't for Death Stranding? <laughs> for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, you got it there. How would you know how to balance? Uh, yes, a life skill. Swinging at someone's head with an axe. It is. That is the biggest lesson of all. Um, I appreciate that time. It's, that's perfect timing. I might keep that in. Normally I edit that out in the actual podcast, but fuck, that's that's good. Good shit. That was great. It was brilliant. It was great. Um, I really enjoyed it as well. It I do. Really good. I'm I got so three happy. Bit... I keep dropping out of the mm. fucking podcast. Yeah. Um, today. I got three more bits of news. How many more have you got? Uh, so here's an interesting one that's slightly convoluted. Okay. But, um, Go ahead. Black Widow lawsuit may keep the Russo brothers from directing another Marvel. In Marvel. Movie. That sucks. Uh, mainly because the lawsuit is taking up all the headlines and it's currently kind of blocking the way for any negotiations whatsoever yeah. to happen between the Russo brothers and Marvel and Disney to what movies they're going to direct. They've expressed that they want to get involved in loads of the different projects that Marvel have lined up, you know, yeah. Fantastic Four, blah, 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 blah. Um, <sighs> so dumb. Wolverine or even the Secret War storyline. They'll be back for the next Avengers movie, I should think. Um, they're so good. Who, who else would you entrust it to? They're the uh, ones that are capable. So, yes. I mean, <laughs> you would maybe give it to Joss Whedon, but no, because it's Joss Whedon. Um, uh, yeah, said about maybe, maybe not anymore. Not anymore. Um, no. Not anymore. Um, no, it's a shame. It's just Disney don't be dicks. Like, pay your people properly. Like, fucking hell. <laughs> treat people as people. It's not yeah. that hard, is it? No. Let's be honest. Um, more Marvel stuff. Yeah, you you might have some stuff to follow on. Go I'll on, quickly, uh, Marvel. Blast through this. Um, the new saga of the Avengers is already underway, according to Kevin Feige. Good stuff. Yes. Um, this is talking about kind of recent events. Uh, Avengers Five is very much in in the uh, in the build up to Avengers Five and th thwarting the ne next biggest threat to Earth. Mm. Um, for this n new team and the new lineup of heroes. Um. Uh, yeah, uh, that's all I have to say on that. That's just, that was just literally the article. 
yeah. just talking about the fact that things are being set up because it kind of I like I don't think we were under any illusions that they were being set up behind the scenes but for a while there it kind of felt like they were just doing a bunch of individual things yeah for a little bit um, it looks as but though we'll like we'll get on to talking a little bit more about that when we yeah, talk about Yeah it looks as though Chief, like but... phase 4 so far is just like individual stuff and then we'll be- get back onto the train of big collab Do you know what stuff. it is it's the it's the first movie in the second trilogy phase 4 uh yes it's introducing a load of new characters and storylines that are going to get paid off over the next couple of phases mm. um that's kind of what it is isn't it yeah when you think about uh, it i'd like to say also um, uh just thank you gem for banning those bots that keep on following the stream because it's really annoying but thank you very much for that damn bots Honestly, i've had at least like what 20 of them that is just fun. <laughs> so fucking um, many <laughs> fucking hell that's a lot yeah, it's um, dumb. I am scrolling through having a look at um, some No Way Home stuff, and half of this isn't even No Way Home. Um, this is all the previous Spider-Man movie. <laughs> um, anyway, Andrew Garfield has commented recently on the leaked set photos that show him on the set. Oh, Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home. Yes, and people are like, oh, this is it's just funny. People are like, "Oh my God, it's not actually real because it's 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 from the previous the Amazing Spider-Man films when it's clearly not," and they're like, "Yeah, it's deep faked," and it's like you can't deep fake a really crappy image. And also, I've seen those yeah, images. I have to admit, they look very real. It's oh yeah, not it's... to mention not to mention the fact that Andrew Garfield does look slightly older. Oh like, yeah, you he, can he's... see you can see the visible <laughs> aging on his he, face. He's got age. Yep. His... Not, not that you're not you're getting older. You still look yeah. great, Andrew. No, I just want to preface looks, that. It's amazing. You, yeah. st- you look lovely and handsome, but yeah. um, you definitely can tell that he's not. He's it's not you know young Andrew Garfield. It's yeah, he's slightly he, older, he's... mature Andrew Garfield. He's a little older. He's got a little stubble, <clears> and his hair is longer. It's like what? What fucking more do you need to prove that this is real? <laughs> no, Toby Maguire set leaks yet, though. Um, I mean, I mean he's in it, isn't he? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, if Andrew Garfield's in it, he's going to be in it. Yeah, it's. Christ, this film's just going to be too big. Um, it's going to be too big. Do you want to carry it away, mate? I've got a few things left um, after that. Right, yeah, okay. Me. So I will say uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I think. I can't remember in a previous podcast whether I said it got delayed, but um, it's been brought forward because of the fantastic reception and success that financially Shang-Chi has got. Um, so Venom Let There Be Carnage is now going to be coming out in cinemas on the 1st of October where we're going to be seeing Carnage and Venom in all their glory yet again. Um, we might have to do a podcast on the first Venom film because that was certainly something. <laughs> do we have to, Ryan? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um. Nah. Well, anything you say, sir. Sorry, sir. <laughs> God will come on, play it. Um, no, yeah. So Venom's coming out earlier than expected. I know a lot of people might be ex- uh, excited for that. Um, I have two news. <laughs> Somebody's uh, booing somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah, I think my mum loves it. My mum's really excited for Venom too. She really likes the first Venom film. Good on you. Uh, I got two more bits of news. One of them that you'll absolutely well, two of them you both love, and one of them more so. Can't wait, Tom Hardy. Yummy. Okay. <laughs> um, do yummy. You want, do you want? Do you want good news or great? Do you want? Do you want good news or great news? Um, 
to go with the good news. Good news. Uh, Sex Education Season 3, the trailer, is out. Oh, yes, baby. It looks good. It looks really good. Looks really Really good. good. Yes. Yeah, it looks Um, very good. Um, I'm super excited. It comes out next week, Ryan. Next week. Fuck. It's going to be one of those shows that every single episode gets dropped, doesn't it? Or is it week by week? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they dropped because the last two they dropped the whole season. Yeah, so okay, you'll be able so to binge it straight away. Does so? What day exactly next week is it coming out? Because we might seventeenth. Do... Is it seventeenth? What day is seventeenth? I think it's literally fuck. seven days away. Um, fuck. Okay, so we're not going to be able to do it next podcast. Sex Education season three. We'll do that on the twenty fourth. Uh... uh, I'm looking for a release date. Subtly, not so subtly. Oh, looking yeah. at the other screen. So um, seamless this. This transition of looking updates. I need to get my mouse up for the next podcast because that would be a lot, lot. Oh my god, everything. Yeah, seventeenth of September. Yeah, seven okay. days exactly. So, one week exactly. Yeah, well, uh, we'll we'll think of an idea what to do next week, but the week after that we'll do Sex Education uh, season three. We'll do that. Yeah, I was. I've been um, James and I, our flatmate James. Yes, uh, did start to watch Previous, season one um, again. Guest on a podcast, which, which was flatmate James. Yes, which was really fun because I haven't actually seen Sex Ed in its entirety since I watched season two when it came out. Whenever same. that was, yeah, same. So, hopefully, we'll get time to binge the rest of those two this week at some point. Yeah, you should. Yeah, it's got a week. You're fine. Um, if not, it's not the end of the world. But it would be nice too before launching straight into the new season. Yes. But yeah, I, I loved the trailer. I thought it looked really good. Mm. I'm really excited for all the things that they're bringing. Um, Still got that guy yeah. as a dickhead. Um, I never send those emojis. What came out of your chat before? <laughs> Sorry, just a little chat. Going mental about emojis. Great. Emojis. Emojis. Not the emoji film. Um. So yeah, that's good. Do you want the great, or do you want to do all of your rest of your news, and then I'll drop this bombshell on you. You, I'm gonna do mine because you. Okay. You, you've promised a lot with this bombshell. So yeah, I promised a lot with this big bombshell. Um, yeah. You have. Uh, Christopher Nolan's next movie is going to be about the father of the atomic bomb. Fuck. Holy shit. All right. Uh, I am becoming... I am become death. You become... Of you become a thing. Uh, you, is the you're famous a thing. quote by uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer, who is mm. the man who invented the atomic bomb. Um, yeah. So Christopher Nolan's eyeing his next movie will be set in World War Two. This time, it was a biopic about the father of the atom bomb. Interesting. Uh, interestingly, it's reported that he's looking to work with another studio that isn't Warner Brothers for this movie. Yes, because he had that massive tiff with them. He had that massive tiff with them because um, Warner Brothers put Tenet on streaming and he was like, no, can you fucking not? And yeah, he had a massive fallen out. And then they didn't listen to him and they did yeah. it anyway. Warner um, Brothers, don't be dicks. Same with Disney. Don't be dicks. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see what that is. Because in like all of Nolan's movies, maybe except... No, even Batman, because um, it's a fantasy character, all have an element of fantasy in them. So I, I'm really yeah. interested to see what that's going to be with this story, because mm-hmm. that premise there is completely truth at the moment. Uh, Dunkirk. That was... Oh, that's true. No no fantasy sort of shit. That's, that's... If, if anything... Bad. Is it bad that I forgot that Dunkirk was a thing? Yep. Well, to be honest, I was like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Nolan needs to rein it in. Um, he does his best work at a smaller budget. Oh, you could... I don't know. How... How? 
what I don't was know... the budget for Inception? Yeah, I was about to say that. Inception and The Dark Knight. What budgets were they? I want to. I might Google that while you continue talking about atomic bombs pe- and shit. People, because like, let's be honest, the Dark Knight trilogy is really bloody good. It is fucking good. Even Dark Knight Rises, I think. That Even the Dark Knight rap. Rises is good. It yeah. does get a bad rap. It's but not. It was always it's going not, to because it, it was never going to live up. To. It's not. It's not the best. I'd still have a little bit of problems with it, but it's, it's fucking great. Like if you it, put that in the MCU, it's probably one of the top ones. <laughs> and even oh, yeah, I'm it's saying better than that. fucking Ant Man. <laughs> You know, I can't... can't Ant-Man's fine. It's fine. It's better than Ant-Man and Wasp and Captain Marvel. There's still the, the... The Dark Knight trilogy is still... Good. The best three DC movies that have ever been made. Joker? Alongside Joker. Alongside Joker. I'm trying but, to think of other he, DC... F- oh, but like... But would you, yeah. would you even say that about the Zack Snyder cut? Uh, The Snyder cut is good, but it's not... The Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was Not the by a long way. Captain Plank. <laughs> Captain Plank. <laughs> oh, I stand corrected. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no. <laughs> you got us there, mate. <laughs> He's been done. He's got me. You got me there. Um, um, yeah. I, yeah. The, the, it's the best. Yeah. yeah it's the best. Yeah, Batman Begins and the Dark Knight are amazing. And the Dark Knight Rises is maybe not as good. But to be honest, I don't. I don't even really care. Like, I still really enjoy The Dark Knight Rises as a movie. Yeah, I still do. I still really like it as an ending um, to that trilogy. The Dark Knight was about 180 million. I'm gonna look Inception. But that's that's quite a lot. Budget. I can't even spell budget. God, my hands. 160 million. Jesus, really? Fucking Dark Knight costs more to make than Inception. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Anyway. But I think there were, like, wider... Oh, actually. Were there more wider set pieces in I the... have no idea. I can't remember. Like I maybe all the budget went to... Just um, maybe went Ledger's to the actors. Makeup. Yeah, Heath <laughs> Ledger's makeup. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's what it is. Um, uh, anyway, uh, I got some... Uh, uh, actually, we'll do that one first because do it. because do that one because it's, ba- it's Batman related. There has yes. been a test screening for the Batman. I heard about this. Fuck yes, and it's everything the... that we want. <laughs> it's everything I've wanted from a Batman movie, according to everybody that's seen it. Yeah. Um. Everybody that's seen it has said that it is horror and thriller like. Yeah. It's the darkest Batman movie yet. It's three hours. It's not. I know. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, Paul Dano is fucking crazy. Yes, uh, so I'm fucking scary, scary, and people are saying they loved every single second. Um, people are saying that uh, Patterson's uh, Batman is great, and yeah. his voice is just spot on for Batman, which is really great. Zoe Kravitz is the best Catwoman. Oh like, my, like, everything just, about this, <laughs> everything yeah. about this is just like this is just so good. Yeah, um, I cannot wait for this film, man. What I do love as well, because I've I've said this multiple times when I've talked about Batman movies said it multiple times i've wanted the long halloween to be adapted yeah and even though this isn't necessarily the story of the long halloween it is kind of that movie that they're going with yeah it's It's more detective it's more thriller it's more kind of grounded it's not quite as grandiose maybe as i might be completely wrong here but the last batman that i remember that did i'm not counting christian bale fucking 
doing all detecting a little bullet that the Joker shot. Like that was one scene where he did some sort of detective work. But the last time I ever saw Batman doing some full on detective work and shit was probably Adam West. <laughs> yeah. Adam West Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Adam yeah. West Batman. <laughs> Gee whiz, Batman, a crime scene. <laughs> go, on, go on, really. Matt Reeves is a fucking master. I was never really in any doubt. No, it's very true. Matt Reeves, I, again, I'm having a blank. He was the one that did the um, Planet of the Apes films, the trilogy, wasn't he? We have to do those films. We have to talk about we them because they are fucking incredible. Um, um, I, I, it's really good. It's really good. Um, <laughs> basically, one of the things that said here is that... Um, also, thank uh, you for the thank you for the follow, Logic Robot. You're incredible. <laughs> uh, for most of the biggest bits of news, the test version is reportedly three hours long. Although the theatrical cut is probably going to be shorter. Yeah, like, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, they but, could just release it as three hours. Most movies are three hours yeah, these days. Please, please, can you have a Batman film that's three hours? Just cut. give me, um, give it to us now. Can we? Had audiences engaged throughout. Uh, the movie's ending had everybody screaming and gasping. Apparently yeah. there's a big surprise at the end of the movie, so that's yes. going to be fun. Um, uh, I do... Yeah, because... What I love... So, what I love is that, like, Nolan took inspiration from the long Halloween, and you can see it. Like, there's a scene... You remember that scene when he's first introduced to Harvey, and he's yeah. on the top of the thing, and there's Jim... Go- that's literally straight out of the comic book. The comic book that I have right here, actually. Fuck yes. It's straight out of the comic book. That That exact scene... Well, not the dialogue, but the exact yeah, premise yeah, yeah. of that scene is... is the in visual the representation of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. Um, what I love about this is the movie is narrated by Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne. Yes! Like the, like the long Halloween is, it's narrated by Batman as he goes through the story. Yes. So, as like, day one, Gotham City. Um, oh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> I tell you what, this, this kind of leads on to another bit of news that I completely forgot about. Is that I put in the uh, Facebook group that the, yes. the DC fandom is happening very soon. Um, it is, yes. That's happening on the, that. well, uh, the 16th of October. Uh, I do believe so. And I'll give a rundown of what they're going to be doing. So speaking of Batman, there's going to be a new trailer. Oh, yeah. There's, there's going to be, be a new trailer. trailer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's going to be a first look at Black Adam as the Rockers Black Adam. Um, sneak peek at The Flash. Uh, there's going to be behind the scenes uh, look at Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh, side note of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, they recently revealed that the, he has a new suit and no one gave a shit about it because everyone was still angry at Amber Heard. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um, <laughs> People are still angry at Amber Heard. Yeah, this why? movie is going to flop because of Amber Heard. Yeah, well done. Um, um, behind the scenes look at Shazam, Fury of the Gods, new content from DC League of the Super Pets. Amazing. Um, new look at the Peacemaker series, which is coming out very soon. Um, new look at the all limited, of the stuff. Yeah, new look at the limited event of DMZ. Sneak peek at Harley Quinn season three, and that's it. Uh, it's so much stuff. I'm so excited for. Um, people's biggest point of contention is still that Patterson did not work out. There is a distinct reason for his thought, according to reports. This is early days. People tend to forget. Yeah, that's fair. But um, he did work out because somebody yeah. who was on the movies confirmed that he did. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, that was a rumor a while back. I remember watching a video recently of that, and somebody was like, yeah, no, this, the, the person that was like a camera aide on set said, no, he worked out. Yeah. Uh, people just keep on thinking, oh, I'm a, a, a little bit deviating from the point, but it's like people keep on saying, oh, yeah, but he's Twilight Batman. Oh, I'm going to have a sparkly bat. Guys, have you ever seen any other film with Robert Pattinson in other than fucking Twilight? He's an f- incredible actor. Lighthouse. He's great. Yeah. Straight <laughs> Brilliant. up. Brilliant. Him in yeah. Lighthouse with, with Willem Dafoe. Oh, my God. 
amazing. That's a movie I need to watch. It's it's really good. Um, um, also, like he's even good in bloody Harry Potter. <laughs> Cedric Diggory, <laughs> come on, he is really good in that. He's movie, really actually. good. Like, one of the things that like it's important, like it's important that you stay true to a character's core ideals. Yes, mm. but like. Batman has been represented, and like I feel like Justice League Batman is the antithesis of this. No, is no, no, is like, like the embodiment of this. Sorry, um, yeah, is that people have focused too much on his fighting ability, physical prowess, and, and the fact that he's else. Batman and <laughs> not nothing else. Yeah, but it's like no, Batman is like, you know, it's, as you mentioned, like his yeah. Batman's pillars and things, and his like different psychologies. Yeah. And we things. spoke about this on a different podcast. Yeah, 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 and about like how bits. You know, um, I I want to see I want to see creepy Batman who fucking creeps in the shadows and takes people out stealthily. Even, and what was it a couple of podcasts ago? We talked about like different films from a different perspective, and we spoke about a horror Batman film. This is it. <laughs> this is what we want. Um, you know, and the first trailer showed you that he's going to beat the <sighs> shit out of people, but like, which he will. Yeah. But like, I I want to see. I like. I'm really interested to see Patterson play it because I think he's going to really. He's not just going to play Bruce Wayne and Batman. He's going to play a new kind of character version of Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah. Like he's already spoken about how like Batman's slightly more unhinged. He's only just become Batman. He's he's not quite in control of his emotions yet, and he can get carried away. So he's like super aggressive and um scaring the shit out of people by walking up behind them and shit and yeah. all sorts of crazy stuff so it's like yes i want to see the batman who is just a figure in the shadows and i want to see the batman who's doing detective work and using his ruthless brain. yeah i want that and it looks like we're probably going to get both um, which is really cool good time is amazing it's completely altered my view of him yeah it's just what was that what was that one film that robert patterson did and it was uh the ending was basically him in the twin towers i i can't remember what that film was but apparently that's a great film. My mind's gone blank. Um, he was like, he did it right after Twilight, I think. Oh, look up, Robert. Bat that bat. was one of his little projects he went off and did, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's done. Just people need to get bloody Twilight out of their heads because he's great. Remember me? Was that Remember it? me? Yeah, I think that was the one. Uh, that he ended up, like, you know, the last shot of the film was like him in inside the Twin Towers, and it was like, oh no, that's about to get blown up. Oh no, it's so sad. Um, yeah. By the way, what a fucking dark way to end a film. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, oh shit. Um, <laughs> Are we gonna die? <laughs> oh. I should definitely not take the piss out of that. Um, not gonna lie, I got chills the first time I saw the Batman trailer and the music built up at the end. Like, holy shit. Yeah, it's just. One of the best trailers ever, maybe already. It might be just be like instant hype and stuff, but God, one of his first ever films was Goblet of Fire. Jesus Christ, that was his second film. Yeah, it was early on in his career. I know yeah. that. Crazy to think that Daniel Craig had had uh, no Daniel Radcliffe had had more acting experience than Robert Pattinson at that age. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um. I uh, yeah I I can't I cannot wait to see the Batman. So I cannot wait to see it. So good. I already said it. It might be my favorite Batman movie. Yeah. It looks like it's heading that way. Yeah, yeah. Let's put it this way: like I'm confident that it's not going to be bad. No, I don't think so. There's too it, many like, factors that go against that. Like Matt Reeves being the director, great actors in this, 
it's an already like it <laughs> i'm gonna jinx it but we know oh, what okay. make we know what makes a good batman film it's not just fucking uh did i say daniel craig is harry potter who said that was that you I almost said it. You yeah. almost said Daniel Craig. Okay. Because we were speaking about James Bond earlier, and I'm tired, so I do That's apologize. Fine. We we could. Uh, we still need to talk about Shang Chi. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, have you got work tomorrow? No. Okay. Thank God, because <laughs> this might go over. Um, what other news have you got? Uh, speed, uh, speed speed run through them. Let's let's get this guy. Well, I want I want to end on a want to end on a high note. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So we'll do this bit of news first. Oh, depressing. Um, right. Uh, Stanley Tucci shares that he has kept a ca- cancer diagnosis quiet for three years. Oh, my fucking God. No, not the, not the Tucci. Uh, he was diagnosed three years ago and had to undergo treatment, which left him uh, being tube fed for six months, apparently. Oh, Christ. Um, his, uh, his treatment doesn't believe it will come to that. Um, although he he is he said that he's had good treatment and he doesn't believe that it's going to come back. Okay, that's you good. You never know with cancer. Yeah. Um, oh my god, it that's almost as shock as um, yeah. when I heard uh, Bob Odenkirk. He like recently had a heart attack on the set of a film he was making, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, please not Bob Bob Odenkirk. He's he's great, but thankfully he's okay." But my god. Yeah, so he's quoted here by saying, I vowed I would never do anything like that because my first wife died of cancer. And I, and I, and, and to watch her go through those treatments for years was horrible. Cancer makes you more afraid and less afraid at the same time. I feel much older than I did before when I was sick, but you still want to get, get ahead and get things done. Yeah. So it sounds like he's in a positive mood coming out the other side of it, but he's, yeah, uh, yeah. But terrifying. I saw that headline. That was one of those things where I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, yeah, but yeah. Oh so he god. he kept that quiet for three Not years. But um, another good actor. He's um, a great actor. I love him in most things he's in. Um, um, so we got this was a little while ago. Fucking hell! This was like twenty seventh of August. Bloody hell! Um, <laughs> That's all right. We skipped a week. This is what we get. Uh, uh, no, stop. Stop playing. Um, <laughs> oh, you don't, You want to stop the pod? Okay. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. The video that was here. Um, That's okay. We got 15 minutes of Elden Ring gameplay. Did we? When the fuck was yes. this? About a month ago, mate. Oh, shit. <laughs> I still haven't watched it because I it yeah, was saved to my like, watch later and I just haven't had the time and I've yeah. skipped my mind. That's fair. I might look at that um, later then. Uh, we might put, Actually, we'll put that in the um, Facebook group. Uh, and all of us could watch up. That'd be great. But yeah, um, Elden Ring. Apparently, looks. it looks really good. Um, more as games you'd expect from a from software game. More games um, to play. More games to play. I got to play the fucking original God trilogy of Dark Souls first. That's right. Um, so there's a trailer out for a little thing called The Wheel of Time, which is coming to Amazon. I don't know about that. Um, it is a new fantasy series yeah um based on a book series that is very well known and very well loved um by R- uh, robert jordan is the author yeah uh it's a, a sprawling fantasy epic where magic exists and only certain women are allowed to access it the story follows uh more uh M- Moy- who is played by R- uh, rosamund pike 
Mm-hmm. So big name. Um, Very big names. Yeah, anyway, she's part of this uh, association of magical uh, women who wield magic. Um, there's lots of lore that I could say here, but... Um... Sounds interesting. But anyway, you follow this tribe and you you follow like a young uh, mage who's learning her abilities and the quest. Uh, I think there's 14 books in total in the book series. Yeah. Um, but I was having a word with Ed about this because I was like, we were talking about different fantasy things. Um, we were having to talk about Game of Thrones, actually, and how I was like, Game of Thrones came out, and all of a sudden everybody wanted a fantasy series because it kind of, it made it accessible for people to be able to ground fantasy series. Yeah. And in a way, it's good because we're getting all of these different book adaptations of things. Um, obviously, there's no guarantee they're going to be good and faithful, but you had like Shadow and Bone recently on Netflix, which I still need to watch. But that's an adaptation of a famous book series that's really popular. Now you've got The Wheel of Time, for example, which looks really good. Um, each of them different in their own right and quirky. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I was trying to persuade Ed that it, there is something to be thankful for in Game of Thrones, that it gave us all of these fantasy series off the cuff. Yeah. Um, and stuff. But The Wheel of Time is something that looks really interesting. I might even have to... Uh, I watched a video recently on YouTube where somebody was saying it was their favourite fantasy book series, The Wheel of Time. Okay. Um, so I might have to check that one out. Alright. Yeah. That is all the news I have if That's you want to the... end on the bombshell. Okay. Right. I might have like hinted this to you earlier. But, you know, you're so desperate to see The Green Knight. Speaking so, of, so, you're so, so desperate. So, so desperate. I am just, just going to do double and triple check see if this is real because I'm actually worried that I might say this and it's Don't not Don't tease me, Ryan. Don't do this to me. Um, it's a film that you're uh, even desperate to see for a while. Um, release date, UK. I need to look this up. But I think, yes, I think it's real. I think the release date is now confirmed in the UK. Oh my god. Yep. And I'm going to double check the Instagram page for it because um and it is September 24th. So in a couple weeks that we're able oh. to watch it. I finally uh, we have a chance to see this film. Um Yeah, I don't know what else much there is to say about this. But uh God damn. Yeah, September 24th. Pen your pen your dates in. Um So yeah, this we're... this month just got so much better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I uh I, start, I we have to go and make a day of this mate and we have to go yeah. and see this movie. Uh so because... well, it could be on the Right, so this is what I'm thinking. So next week we can't really do Sex Ed season 3 because that's the day it comes out will be unless you want to binge it in one day <laughs> no i can't do that i have a certain someone you're coming gonna have around. to at least give me a week yeah no it's fair <laughs> at least a uh, week probably more i do have a certain someone actually coming around here so <laughs> we might be a bit busy uh but no i'll definitely watch it we'll do that podcast on the 24th and then we'll talk about the green knight on the first maybe yes or second maybe actually no it can't be the second maybe the first it depends we'll 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 go around to whatever you can um, but yeah, that was my uh, that was my bit of news is that the Green Knight has now got a release date in the UK, the twenty fourth. 
Mark your Amazing. calendars. Okay. I'm so fucking happy because it was originally <laughs> rumored that that was going to come out in January in the UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's fuck uh, right off with that. Yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> that sucks. Right. Okay. I would have thought about buying a ticket to America and traveling there just to see it and coming <laughs> back on the same day. Really? <laughs> wow. Okay. So, eight hundred quid, well spent. <laughs> so good. Mate. Uh, just to watch a fucking film. Do you think people have ever done that? Just gone oh, yeah, to a different sure country just to watch a film. Okay. Just blown, blown their whole paycheck on going to just see one movie. The most in a expensive trade at play, uh, bloody cinema ticket ever. <laughs> Unbelievable, honestly. Right. There's a little film that we start to talk about that you saw today. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Right. So, what we're going to be doing is I've got a little thing on that has come up on the, uh, the Twitch feed. And we will be talking about non spoilers first, then spoilers after. I will obviously mark on. Uh, when we are going to be talking about spoilers. But uh, this is the 20-something th- film in the MCU. Uh, new character. It's 25th. Is it 25th? What, what, which one was Endgame? That was 22nd. So I 23rd mean, been... was Far From Home. 20... Yeah, it's 25th. Because Black Widow was 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. No. Because there's been three since. It's three since. Unless we're missing one. Far From Home, Black Widow, and then Shang-Chi. I'm not on my game with MCU stuff. Good stuff. Hang on, I got this up. I got a list somewhere. Uh, He's yeah. got a list. Yeah, he so is since, a super so fan. Since, since Endgame, there's been Far From Home and Black Widow. And then you can tell from the wall Shang-Chi. behind him. Yeah, that's fine. I'd Marvel? What is... What, what, <laughs> what are you that? talking about? What is Marvel? No way. No <laughs> What are you talking yeah, about? Um, yeah, so 20-something th- fucking... Uh, yeah, Shang-Chi is 25th. Fuck me, that's a quarter of a century of films? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so this film came out on the 3rd. I saw it opening day. Uh, you saw it today. Uh, this is a very brand new character. Um, not like Black Widow that has been in multiple films and then finally gets a debut film. Um... The villain is sort of come back, the Mandarin, but not the fake Mandarin, as in Iron Man 3, the real Mandarin, uh, played by Tony Leung. Shang-Chi is played by uh, Simu Liu. Uh, got other cast members like Aquafina. Another. Played Katie. Uh, yeah, you play Katie. And. Wow, just what a cast. Um, what did you think about this film? This is quite hyped up when I went in to see it and when you must have gone in to see it because loads of people coming out and saying that this is one of the best Marvel films, one of the best action. Is it, is it not already films. smashed like a record of like Black Panther of being, um, well, if you like look on Rotten Tomatoes and best reviewed or stuff like that, it's got like best audience score of like 98%, which is like the best comic book origin movie ever and stuff like that. Uh, or just, best comic book movie in general but then again that's Rotten Tomatoes shouldn't really think you know take that and they gave a 90 something audience score and critic score to uh, uh, Sharknado let's not forget so did they fuck me oh wow yes they they did so of course they did take everything with a little bit of a pinch of salt from Rotten Tomatoes Um, yeah so what did you think what do you think I'm actually I have no idea funny story Ryan Uh, I, I went to buy my ticket yep and the man was like oh yeah okay okay there we go 
did the thing. I got my nachos. Oh, your snack, nachos. Nice. With the cheese. Yeah. Because uh, I, I actually hadn't had lunch you and I was very hungry. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've got to get something to eat. But I don't want, I don't want to have a, I don't want to have a hot dog because hot dogs are really lovely, but they're really hard to eat in the dark. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know whether anybody's tried. It's it's a whole ordeal to be. How's it, how's like, it dipping cheese is hard enough, but it's, how, it's it's manageable. But how, how do they how do they do it in America? <laughs> oh, it's because everybody has their phones out and they just. Oh yeah. Um, very true. Yeah yeah. Um, um, but yeah. Um, so I went up there. I handed my ticket to the 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 girl who was there doing the uh, scanning. Mm. Um, and she was like, okay, cool. Screen 12, up the stairs through the director's lounge. You got it in the director's lounge? Fuck yes, mate. You finally experienced the film in the director's lounge. I, I didn't pay any extra for this. It was just a standard 2D ticket. But oh, they were shit. showing it in screen 12, which is the through the director's lounge. It's we're the, talking it's about the, our, uh, the, the cinema that we normally go to showcase in Bristol. And they have a director's lounge. And it's very nice. Did you get? It is. How, there's how there's a bar in there. And how some very nice chairs. Did you, did you spread really out? Great. I sat at the back. There was yeah. nobody in my row, uh, and I just had things. And they got little, they're nice big like armchair like leather seats uh, that are really genuinely really comfortable. Not like fake comfortable, yeah. but like comfortable comfortable. Um, that you can kind of relax in to watch the movie, and then you get like a swivel table to put your drinks and stuff on, which is really cool. Um, but it was the first time I've been in there, so that was very exciting. And it was nice. it made the viewing experience very pleasurable. You're bloody but nuts, it also it? made me think, we have to go and watch the Batman in there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm fucking spoiling us for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, so you, you want my opinion on this movie? Yeah, what did you think? Because I don't really know what you think about this film. I know my thoughts, and I'm worried that you might not think the same. I know you were pretty meh. Like, not really, not that you weren't looking forward to it, but you were like, eh, I don't really care if I see it or what if I don't. You weren't that impressed by the trailers. So, uh, so what do you think? I wasn't very impressed by the trailer at all, no. mainly because it was just a bunch of action. And I was just like, Yeah. Yeah. It's action, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's just action, um, isn't it? Like, it's fun, like we, we did like good and bad trailers on one of the yeah. podcasts, as we've already mentioned in this one. I thought it was a part good trailer, one. but, um, I, didn't think it was a good trailer because it no. was everything that you shouldn't do it you were just it was like a fast and furious trailer that's how i compared it okay it was just throw everything at their face and they will buy a ticket fair enough <laughs> um but that's my personal opinion i like more ax a atmospheric trailers yeah no that's fair enough yeah yeah better. but then again it's like it's it this is a character that is a martial artist so you have to sort of show off the martial arts aspect to the to the character um, and I think there's an argument there to be said that if you'd done a more atm atmospheric, quieter trailer, it probably wouldn't have caught people's attention. No, especially with a Marvel film. You definitely need to I, show off the action I think action you would have been shit. like... Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, uh... uh... You know, even like... To, to talk about like uh, the Spider-Man trailer that just came out, because that's more at atmospheric than it is... You know, it's nostalgia, action, 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 and nostalgia. Yeah. But like it, bi it builds throughout that trailer. That's what I'm saying. There's more nuanced moments in there as it builds a yeah, kind very of narrative. True. Whereas Shang Chi was just like, oh, there's a setup thing, and then there's here's a bunch of action, and there's the thing, and blah, 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 blah. there's a thing, and, and then there's like, another oh, thing. Yeah. And there's the ten rings. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> lots of lots of martial arts and action. Cool. I know what I'm going to see. Nice. Um, 
but yeah, so I wasn't very impressed by the trailer. But and, and also because I'm not a Marvel super fan, and yeah. uh, like I'm sure there were some people that were like, "Oh my god, they're finally adapting one of my favorite characters from the comics." I think or... Shang Chi is a very, a fairly new character in the Marvel, like Rogue Gallery thing. I think um, there's a lot of things that are different from the comics with Shang Chi in this film, um, which I'll get onto, obviously. Um, but yeah, what do you think? What, what do you think? What do you think of the film? Keep me hanging on. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is my favorite Marvel movie. Really? Holy shit. Yeah. Hot it's my take, favorite people. Marvel movie. Nice. Hot take, okay, everybody. That's Will good. really likes this movie. That's good. I, I that's... went to see this this afternoon and I was like, and do, right, and do you know why this is my favorite Marvel movie? Why is that? Because it doesn't feel like you're watching a Marvel movie. Yes. 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 And that yes. is why it's the it's the best Marvel movie yes. until you know Wong turns up. But uh... that's, that's a that is a hot take. Uh, okay, let me let me just preface this because uh, people are going crazy. Uh, so, is this your favorite MCU Marvel movie, or is this it's like my just favorite... definitive Marvel movie, like better than like Tobey Maguire Spider Man, Spider Man Two, better than I, Into I, the Spider Verse, better than like? In... I'll be honest with you, like I've watched the Spider Man films, but a long time ago, and very casually before I was really into comic books. Yeah. So I need to go back and watch those movies. Yeah. From what I've seen of them, they wouldn't necessarily be my go-to superhero movies. Yes, fair enough. Yeah. The Raimi, the like, they're quite a specific style taste. of Spider-Man movie yeah. is not necessarily. I mean, you're talking to a guy who reads Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so is it better than Into the Spider Verse? Is it better than bloody Venom? <laughs> it's it's up there with Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Okay. Um, so into like the Spider Verse, MCU wise, Into the Spider Verse is different though because it's it, it's it's an animated movie. It's very hard to compare animated with live action. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. You can do with animation yeah. that you like. But I I got the let's put it this way. I got the same feeling watching this movie as I did watching Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, I was like, this is good. This yeah. is really good. I don't feel like I'm I'm just feel like I'm watching a martial arts movie with some interesting lore behind it and some good emotional well-written characters mm -hmm. that i'm invested in a great villain cgi is great action set pieces are incredible yeah and... well i knew that they were going to be incredible yeah. like i was just yeah. like this is cool when i was watching it i was wow. just like yeah cool because this is like genuinely really good but i was like i what i was what i was surprised about with this movie mm. is that i was like it knows exactly what it's trying to be mm -hmm. it's not trying to be Oh no, Shang Chi! You've got to stop the evil, big gonna... face-sucking, soul-sucking thing that is like a it's take over thing, the world. or you, or stop oh, the no. you know, stop the next big villain of the thing. You've got to do that. It was much a much more nuanced story about yeah. basically people dealing with their problems. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> in a, in a way, <laughs> who'd have thought it? Who'd have thunk? Um, but right. every, everybody goes on like a personal character arc in this, and that's what I really loved about this movie. Yeah, I have to admit, it's the, it's really quite a, it's a simple enough story at the heart of it as well. This has again, we won't talk about like main uh, spoilers. I'll, I'll obviously let everyone know, um, but let's just let's talk about like the basics things. Um, what do you what do you think of like the individual actors and characters and like Simu Liu as Shang Chi? How do you, what do you think of I, Tony I loved, Leung as the Mandarin? I loved everybody in this. Yeah, genuinely, I did. I thought everybody was really well cast. Um, yeah, Simu Liu was. I thought he, he was so really good. great. He was He's so such a charismatic good. actor. I love him so much. 
charismatic is 100 yeah. the word it was 100 charismatic but also emotional i really yeah. i really love that they're, they're like everything was done with intent mm-hmm. and there was always an emotion behind it which i really really loved um i really liked uh aquafina yep that's katie i believe that's how you say her name yeah she's the um she's the the comic relief part of the uh the, the film but i really liked how yeah she's she's funny but a, the problem with previous marvel films that i'll completely admit to like you know probably ragnarok more than anything is there's so many moments that there's so many good opportunities for like slow and you know down-to-earth bits that are ruined by a joke and it's like that doesn't need to be there not at all preferably like off the top of my head the last bit where you know asgard is being destroyed spoilers for ragnarok if you haven't seen that holy shit and then you know it's this moment like oh my god an entire your world has died in front of your eyes you have Mm. no home and then korg just makes this joke and it's like yeah it's a funny joke but fucking read the room mate like come on where's that moment that person make a joke at a funeral yeah it's Um, like come on guys read the room where's the let this moment sit let us have this really emotional moment sit um but yeah there was you know opportunities where there was these moments that there could have been a joke to break the tension but there wasn't which i really really loved i and it was good and it was really and i loved how it flowed as well the movie because it really did there was no like and ever since like ragnarok did it i feel like even in endgame it happens. There's, there's a few moments. Sometimes yeah. there's a few moments in Endgame. The big ones they they let be, but there are moments yeah. in there where it's like, could tone we reel the jokes bit. back in, tone, guys? Tone it can down a bit, like, yeah. Like there's a point at which you go from being a, 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 a superhero movie with comedy to being a comedy superhero movie. Yeah, and it's a fine balance Wait, that you have to get in there. A good balance. Oops, sorry. That's right. A good balance would have been uh, the first Guardians. Like you know. There's the character yes, dealing about 100%. like the, the like uh, dealing with like family problems and stuff, and yeah, there's jokes in it. I would say that is more like is a comedy superhero film, but it knows its points where it just does the comedy and everything. Uh, like I mentioned, Thor Ragnarok not so much, but James Gunn, I think that's what he does really well in his films that he does. Um, it's it's about it's about not making and in particular talking about Katie as a character. Yeah. Um, it's about making the comic relief character a well-rounded character like everybody else. Too often movies fall into the trap where the comic relief character is just the comic relief character. Yeah. There's another character in this movie that could you could argue that for, that we'll talk about in a bit. But even so, there, there is a little bit of an emotional thing of like, oh, there's more to this character than I'm just here to be the joke guy yeah or the joke person or the joke girl who just quips at everything there's like there's deeper meaning in katie's character and stuff which we'll get onto, which is really great and and that's and that's what it is it's like yes of course i have that character that takes the piss out of things and takes light of the situation but give them the heart of their story as well don't just make them one-dimensional in the sense of they're a comic character yeah exactly you know? Uh, they are a comic relief, yes, because that's the way that their character views the world. But also tell me, why does their character make jokes at everything? Yeah. Why do they view the world in that way? And that's what we get with Katie, which is really great. Yeah. Um, I think this is probably, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, like we mentioned in the chat also. Also, I apologize again if you can hear those fucking follows. And thank you, Jem, for 
dealing with them because that must be a pain in the ass. I hate bots. Bots suck. Um, so, uh, yeah, so um, it's clear that they wish it to be the kind of culture here in uh, Black Panther perhaps was, but China and Hollywood have kind of fell out of sorts recently. Yeah, I do... I would like to say, though, that this film definitely does, I feel, have that impact that Black Panther did. Because I've seen multiple uh, people on Twitter and... Um, well, everywhere that I've seen, it's that people are like, oh, now I understand how people had felt when they had that sort of connection to Black Panther. I feel that as well because I'm from like Asian heritage and I'm finally getting represented uh, like my culture is and stuff like that. And yeah, this, I, oh yeah, the, the feel of this film uh, it, it, from a different cultural standpoint and tonally and thematically and, yeah, when, when, especially when we get to one. the Mandarin or, or the bad guys and their backstory, and yeah, it it's so well done. Uh, I definitely think that he's one of the best Marvel villains, and I'd like to say that this film probably is—is oh, is it the best action? Has, has it got the best? Uh, it has the se- best action sequences of any Marvel movie. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, um, instantly, so well. I was trying to think of maybe not even not even the airport scene in Civil War. Uh, like yeah, no, no, fair that, enough. It makes that look pretty amateurish. Yeah, with all due respect. I, I guess we're like because I'm an absolute sucker for long takes and action sequences, and this film is riddled with them. Uh, you know, not not it uses any... them well though. Yeah, it, it doesn't give you just choppy action for no cut here, reason. Cut There's a point Where... to it and. Through every action sequence, there is a so there's still a story being told through yeah. the actions of the characters. It's not just two people lugging the shit out of each other in different ways and creative ways just to fill screen time. Yeah, because um, it could easily feel like that. It yeah, could do because there's enough action in this it's, movie where it, it could you could be like, okay, we've seen this for the fifth time now. Come it is, on. It is like, a definitely a breath of fresh air when you go from seeing Black Widow, which we found was fine. We thought it was all right. It wasn't horrible. And it wasn't the greatest. Like, the characters we loved a lot more. But when it got to, like, the massive action set pieces, we were like, yeah, it's, it's just another another action set piece, isn't it? Um, but then in this film, we're like, wow, this... Fucking hell, this is how you do action. This is how you do, like, martial arts, but good. The, because the whole fight on the scaffolding is just brilliant. Scaffolding, the bus sequence. Ah, Yes. Yeah, More and the reason well, the reason I mentioned the scaffolding is the bus sequence was really good. Yeah. It was really, really good. But the scaffolding, yeah. The, the scaffolding the... was where I was like, okay, okay, here we go. Yeah. It was and like you know. I I need to I'll probably have a look at um to see what the uh the fight choreographers uh or or like the cinematography and everything like that, because fucking well done. Um because when when you actually think about it, every single Marvel character they know kung fu or they know some form of like martial arts, like boxing and shit. So we're like used to big old punchy punches and stuff. So when you introduce a character like Shang Chi and martial arts being like the main standpoint, you're like, right, well, we need to make this different. We need to make this character look as though yeah, he could beat the shit out of Captain America. He could beat the shit out of any Marvel character so far, and Will is gone. <laughs> what great points <laughs> oh dear thank you very much uh, right that's another bit 3 hours 7 
Um, what were you saying? <laughs> what was I saying? Where'd you get to? Um, make it different. Um, hang on, bear with me. Yeah. So, yeah, you need to make it different, and you you need to make it as though Shang Chi can definitely beat the shit out of any one of the Avengers in a fist fight easily. You need to show that because uh, well, he's honest... the best to best he's the best hand-to-hand combat fighter yeah he should the be there's no doubt about that yeah he absolutely should be as well because that's what he is in the comics and stuff like he might not have the actual strength of spider-man or black panther or whatever but he can easily just sort of like maneuver out of the ways and just finesse them and shit so um what else is great about this film anything of anything else um the music was pretty the... good the music was really good. I yeah. was just about to say the soundtrack was yeah. good. There were some interesting song choices that I was like, okay, wouldn't have picked this necessarily, but okay. Yeah. Um, but there are also some really good... Sorry. It's all right. We've been going, song for, choices. We've been going for three hours. Don't and worry the, about uh, The soundtrack, the soundtrack bits of this soundtrack, <laughs> of this movie, um, were really good. The score was really good. Um, yeah. It was... Let's put it this way. Because... You know, I don't know whether you know, but there's quite a lot of Marvel movies at this point. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's not every day you come across one where I, like, I was listening to the soundtrack in the movie theater. I was like, this is a good soundtrack because mm. I'm remembering it. Yeah. Um, um, apparently, Jackie Chan's stunt entourage worked on the movie, so it was a given. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. I really loved the the fact that it reminded you of all of the, like, the old Jackie Chan films slash Bruce Lee sort of um workings on with it and also i really like to mention that i love the fact that it was so clearly you can tell it was like simu liu uh actually doing the stunts himself as well um because i like to compare it a bit to i'm not sure if you've seen like the daredevil netflix shows um and like the iron fist and all that sort of stuff ages ago whereas daredevil was great i really really loved that and you could tell it was like Charlie Cox doing all the stunt works and stuff. But then it went to Iron Fist, who was supposedly one of the best martial artists in the world. Oh, that was fucking tragic. Like the fighting in that. And you could tell it wasn't um, whatever his name was that played Danny Rand because he couldn't be asked to train. Um, and yeah, that was a So yeah, going from this to that and yeah, it's night and day. It's uncanny really it's amazing uh what else do you yeah. think full commitment to the performance yes absolutely um what was i gonna say i, I had know. something in mind i apologize um, for cutting you off no it's okay you Sorry. were in mid-flow it was i shouldn't have uh, uh i'm trying to think CGI now. was great um, everything about the actors was great i love the little cameos that they had one of them i was a little bit like okay yeah that's fine um was there anything that you Oh did? there was there was uh, if we're getting onto stuff I didn't like like yeah there was the classic like specific without going into spoilers yeah. but like it, there was there were still references to things and little here's and there's where it, it felt a little bit out of place where I was like mm. didn't really need that in there but all right yeah um but it didn't. It didn't ruin my experience of watching the film. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I yeah. was still. I was still in world, bu- by world it. building sense. Yeah, you kind of have to implement those lots. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, I know. I thought on world building. 
Yeah. Uh, I loved, I loved it. And the, this movie really got off on the right foot because it appealed to my world building heart. Yes. And the the inner dungeon master and world builder and D and D are within me because it um gives you this big kind of exposition thing, but it does it really well. It, it's kind of like a heartfelt exposition thing with a kind of focus and a very it knows what as i said the movie knows what it is and it knows what it's doing it gives you enough but not too much just to bore you but it gives you enough to where it intrigues you and pulls you into the story um but i loved all of that mythos and stuff with the yeah. shang chi legend and things it was really cool um, and there was more later on in the movie that was great was... Um, and i yeah i thought it was really good i think it balances world building and character pacing brilliantly yeah and it gets it gets the balance right there's both there yeah you know there's the world building is there for us nerds but it's not uh, it's not taking away from anything it's just there yeah and um you don't have to know anything going into it to to get the movie yeah i'd like to mention also like going back to sort of like the fight choreography and stuff like that when they are because it's in the trailers uh when they ended up using like the whole the 10 rings and like the sort of the magical aspects of the fight in I'm glad that it still looked incredible and it's it wasn't just like oh I swing my arm and it creates this massive devastating explosion and everyone around dies it's not just overpowered you the fighting it still looked they, as though they didn't they didn't captain marvel it <laughs> no they didn't, they didn't fucking no they didn't one punch man it um not that one punch man is bad but like yeah I it, I loved the fact that it still looked as though you had to be trained to be good at shit. <laughs> like, as as powerful as these artifacts and these equipment is, you still have to be trained to there was, use there was it good effectively. Power progression. Yes, exactly. That's what I guess. Guess that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like the the levels in this progressed really well, and it still was awe inspiring. Um, it still had. Uh, it's not really a spoiler to say this, but it still had this sort of Marvel ending to it where it's this like massive cgi battle and but i again like with the whole cgi thing i still think it looked spectacular i feel it because it was sort of set at daytime where initially you know film from a filmmaking standpoint most end battle sequences are done at nighttime to sort of cover up the fact that the cgi might be a little bit off but because this uh, last final fight. It's also cheaper to do it if there's no lighting. Exactly. And because yeah. this film, the ending was done at sort of daytime, the CG had to be spot on, and I feel as though it was. It was really, really It's well a good done. example, seeing as you mentioned daytime and light. And, yeah. Uh, this is a good example of how a superhero movie can be colourful, but also grounded. Yes. And not feel like it is yeah. cheesy. And I have to mention also, as much as I love civil war and endgame and all that sort of stuff this film uh it's probably one of the best looking like from a visual stand standpoint because when you watch civil war again as much as i love it it's quite like the the filtering and the color grading is kind of shit it's it's like oh yeah but the only colorful bits in the in is the people in the foreground, like Iron Man in his suit and Captain America. The, the background outfit. is all the the background is like grey and it's kind of monotone. But this, it's like oh, yeah. fuck, there's trees. Oh my god. <laughs> no, the the it's really it's a really beautiful movie. It yeah. is. It, is it really reminded it reminded me a lot pretty, of but in a good way. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of uh, Ghost of Tsushima 
uh, when you look at that yes. game and you're like, because again, like Asian culture and like how pretty everything looks and yeah, just wow, well done to everyone there involved. Was a, a feel in this movie. <laughs> yeah. If I could make one small thing that I have thought about just thinking yeah. back on it now is that I was, this isn't a criticism, but it's kind yeah. of a little bit of a like, it's, hmm. a, it's a point. Um, it This movie does jump around a little bit and yeah, that's not always necessarily a good thing. I don't think in this case it's it's no it's no Aquaman. Um, <laughs> it doesn't do that. Yeah, no, it's but not. It doesn't ruin the movie at yeah. all for me. They're not. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, you know, slow down with the pacing. Why are we going all over the shop? I was like, no, actually, it doesn't matter because I'm invested in the story and it's. I feel like the pacing is carrying along well. Yeah, yeah. From, from place to place so it didn't feel like it was rushed or we're just trying to cram as many locations because we have to please the chinese government or whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it, it didn't feel like forced in any way i don't think um i like to mention about like the whole box office stuff um mm. because it people are sort of like i see it everywhere um that like people are like, oh my god, this is one of the worst performing, like Marvel movies to date. Oh, this is an absolute travesty. This is a flop. It's not, <laughs> in a in a blunt sense, because it smashed the Labor Day, uh, in like America, the Labor Day box office record by like Labor Day by like, oh, what was it <clears throat> by like over thirty million or something like that. Because wow, people have been this re- was... releasing some really shitty Labor Day movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like we got to think of it in the sense that think about the time of year that we're in. Not many big movies are set around here because people don't really go to the movies. A that B there's it's a pandemic still. COVID. And like, yeah. yeah, COVID, and also you have like the Delta wave still in America and well everywhere else, like sort of like picking up speed. Um. Yeah, so it, there's there's so many factors going into the fact that, yeah, I'm not really surprised this isn't doing, like, endgame level money. Um, and also, you know, it's not put on streaming, so that's not really a a problem with this film. So, and I think so far it's made, like, 160 million worldwide, 170, 175, something like that. So, for, like, and then also it was opened on a, a four-day weekend instead of just, like, a three, where... I feel quite a lot of films are opened with. So it's got that extra day to earn money. Um, mm. And I think that the films it beat was like uh first Thor film, the first Captain America film, like Incredible Hulk. So like the Ant-Man. Um, so all of the origin stories, all of the origin stories. <laughs> and even with that, I feel as though, it's still an achievement because more people would have heard about Ant-Man and Captain America and Thor than they would have Shang-Chi. Um, so it's smashing records that way. And then also I do believe because of like the word of mouth and people saying that this is a really, really good film, people will continue to go and see this. I'll probably go and watch it again next week. Um, so this film will have in a term legs. So it's not like it will drop off massively uh, and still only make like what, 200 million or something like that. No, this will make a hefty amount of money. I feel 
because yeah, of yeah, like how well gonna, this has been received it's gonna get there it's yeah. just gonna take a little bit to get there little but it will get like it'll the, yeah. the numbers will reflect how good the movie is um, yeah i mean uh actually i mean venom <laughs> did make 800 million <laughs> So... No, and it's not always a rule of thumb. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we are getting a second Aquaman movie, fucking somehow. And we're getting but... a second Venom movie. Um, so... <coughs> um, exactly. No, I mean, um, yeah, th like, and Rise also... of Skywalker made a bunch of money. Oh, fucking hell. Um, and that's another thing, also. Actually, it being an origin film, of course, it's not going to make as much money. Like, just wait until the sequel comes out. That's when this film, sh well, that film should make shit ton of money uh wise um but yeah like i i think like over the next few days slash weeks this will continue to make a, a good amount of money um but is it is it gonna make captain marvel like a billion no like you gotta be realistic because again pandemic people aren't thinking about it's gonna be safe enough to go out and then also i think that shang chi's gonna be going on to disney plus um in like 40 days time so that's when that money will be dropping off uh, considerably. Yeah, it's the circumstance of it. That's the thing. Yeah, it's it's a it's, shame, really. It's a shame because this this if this was set at the same kind of hype and time as a Black Panther was, yeah, this would have surpassed a billion easily. Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily because it is. It's that for a whole other race of people on our planet it's that watershed moment of being like it's a big superhero blockbuster with a massive asian cast yeah that i think this yeah um, like i love the fact that a lot of this movie was in chinese <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I'm, I'm i don't know whether it was well. i don't know whether it was mandarin or was it was it um cantonese oh, i don't know um yeah, yeah it, it, probably, it was in that language. Um, but like, th that's language. another market place where I feel as though this will do massive numbers in is the Chinese market. Because um, I think, you know, domestic-wise, which is only just um, American money, which has made 100 million, everywhere else internationally it made 50 million. So that's, like, the international revenue is going to go up skyrocket, I feel. Um, but yeah, so... Let's put it this way. Everybody that was coming out of the cinema with me was all saying that it was really, really good and they enjoyed it. Yeah. Word of mouth um, is definitely going to be... Even, even some people that... Like, there was a guy there who was with his kids, his his sons, I think, and a, and a friend. Um, and he didn't particularly look like the parenting type to be going to cinemas if the kids weren't going. Yeah. Um, but he was saying how I overheard their conversation about how he enjoyed it. And yeah. he, he thought it was a really good movie. So... Yeah. Yeah, I... I like... We'll make I'll make a few comparisons between this and Black Widow because I think it's really important to as far as where Black Widow maybe doesn't do as well, whereas yeah, this no. one is yeah, a better yeah. movie. Yeah. Um and... there's there's so many things going against Black Widow as well, unfortunately, like being it should have had that movie in like phase two um during a pandemic and all this sort yeah, of Yeah, I mean just there's nonsense. you have to put it in the context as well. But even so I think even yeah. if it had, even if that Black Panther movie, uh, sorry, even if that Black Widow movie had come out, then I'm not so certain it would have been, yeah, more successful than it has been. Yeah, obviously um, it would be a completely different story. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Black Panther um, was an okay movie, but as a cultural awakening celebration, it has no equal, even took Marvel by surprise. Yeah, yeah, I, I 
quite like the movie other than like maybe the final third of Black Panther. Um I would yeah, yeah. I, I I think I think it's I think it's very good, but I I think like it, and again this comes back to context. I think the reason that that um I don't know who mentioned that comment but I guess you're reading that from chat. Oh uh, yeah, logical robot um, again said. Um but it's like that's that's one thing, but it's it's also important to remember that that's only necessarily because racism is talked about when it comes to black people more so than it is when it yeah. comes to Asian people. Asians, yeah. I mean, the 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 hate that the Asian community has got because of the coronavirus pandemic is just oh, proof that yeah. you think we're far away from right, rights for black people, and 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 that it's good that we're talking more about that. There's a whole other story when it comes to yeah, Asian people. Very true. Yeah, yeah. And, and the struggles they go through on a daily, daily basis. And yeah. the prejudices that are held against them. A... So I would, I would maybe even just to be devil's advocate a little bit. I would argue this movie is more important. Yeah, you could argue. Not that. saying that Black Panther isn't important. Yeah, yeah. But of course, because it's it's not. Guess a, what? It's you not can a... think two things at once. You don't have to be black and white about it. Yeah. Wait, black and white. Um, a, there was a weird, yeah. there was a weird joke which was kind of funny. It was like, hey, you should everyone should be like a panda. They're black, white, and they're Asian. <laughs> I'm sure we've. I'm sure we've missed somebody out there. Somebody's going um, because there's. I think there's more races shit. than just the three, isn't there? I apologize greatly. Anyway, um, yeah. I think the uh, the indigenous folk of the Arctic. <laughs> <laughs> the Antarctic. Sorry, that. I left out the penguins. <laughs> I apologize. Um, <laughs> penguin. Um, well, yeah, yeah. It's. I can't. But it's. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, I. I think it's more important because it, I think it's. You don't really think about it, unfortunately. But it's... it's not... Do you know what? Scrap what I just said. It's not more important because they're both equally as important as one another. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's a bit more of a watershed moment, personally for me, just on my viewpoint. But then again, I am a white guy, so take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah, we, yeah, we love to mention that. Just as a disclaimer, I, we are both as a disclaimer, white dudes. I, I'm a white man um, <laughs> who, you know, it's... Black Panther was really important because it felt like it still felt like a big watershed moment because it was a cast. I feel like this is for me it feels slightly has a greater importance because it's starting the ball rolling where you could argue that the ball has already been rolling for you know um, racism towards black folk. Mm. It's it's the ball is still rolling. It's not got to its destination yet. We're yeah. far away from it. There's lots of work that needs to be done. But <laughs> but I, I would argue it's more important because this is kind of this is a bit like it's a bit like Crazy Rich Asians that came out not too long ago. A couple of years I haven't ago, seen that, it? but apparently it's a really good film. Yeah. Or even Parasite, you could say as well. Oh god, I need you to watch. We need to watch. Fucking but like it's <laughs> like it's getting the ball rolling of like it's digging up some dirt that is slightly more buried than the other dirt on top of it, I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. So it's it's all brilliant at the end of the day, like the reception for both movies. And I have no doubt this movie will, as you said, the, the snowball effect will kick in with this movie yeah. as it gets. I just, I, I just really hope... Thing happens. I really hope more films like this get made that is like sort of culturally appropriate to pieces. I hope more films like Parasite get recognised in you know, these Academy Awards and stuff like that, because at the end of the day, they're just they're good fucking films. They're, they're really good. Um, shall we get into spoilers? Shall we? Right. Okay. So I am popping 
that up. Like the spoiler thing. Spoiler warning for everyone that doesn't want to hear spoilers about this film because it's been out maybe a week. It's been out long enough, but I understand if people don't want to listen to this a little bit. So come back if you want to listen to our views of specific things that happened in this film. Um, Right, so the... Should we talk about the villain and his motivations, which is, it's, obviously it's not really... Uh... Do, you, do you know how I was saying that um, just a moment ago with, uh, or like probably about an hour ago in the terms of this podcast, because we've been going yeah. for a while. Oh, we've been going for but over th- how nearly three and a half hours, <laughs> just saying. Good villains yep. can make or break a movie. Yep. This the reason, uh, let's launch straight into the comparison with Black Widow, fuck it. Yeah, all right. Um, the reason this movie is a million miles better and why it ties together so well and why the ending doesn't just seem like a boring slugfest, even though technically that's still what it is. Um, like, there's there's nothing, like... There's nothing necessarily, like, oh, my God, this is brand new mm. in in the, the final bit of this movie. It's still a big showdown in a classic superhero fashion that we're used to by now. But what makes it important is because the emotional moment that happens in it with the villain and you know his relationship with his children is what is centerpiece to the whole thing yeah so it isn't you know there's this other stuff going on around there's the big release of the big thing that is this crazy world destroying thing but that's that's there to be a, a, a an unstoppable force of nature that you have to hold back that yeah. doesn't really have any reasoning to it and in a weird way in black widow you have the villain in that is kind of a bit like an unstoppable force that because that's what he's set up to be we never yeah. get to a point where we really care about his character at all it, whereas kinda, in this you, you kind of do uh, with black widow I'll, I'll, i i would argue not well but, I, <laughs> I, they they try to at least i'll say is like you have him and the like, and his daughter and like he's got somewhat of motivations that way and but that's it. We just get told I think that. It, and... I think it comes down to the fact that his motives contradict him. Like, ah, I'm going to save my daughter and I'm going to rebuild her. Also, I hate women and girls. I guess that's the I think fucked that we should thing. Be rid of. Like the fucked mindset is. Like, Which is, it, yeah, I'm not trying, I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but I can't really. Cause, cause I didn't. Plus it's Ray Winston. Why would you have Ray Winston playing a Russian? Come on. Like... <laughs> Uh, a a, a ration. <laughs> uh, anyway. That was an attempt. Uh, that was an attempt there. It's <laughs> my one dad joke for the day. Yes, we're in. Yes, you got it. I've got to get um, money in a day. Bloody good. Um, but anyway, uh, I yeah. What was I saying? Complicated point about. We'll talk about. Yeah, so we'll talk about really the actual about, motivation. But... So Wenwu, as he's called, the Mandarin, not actually the Mandarin. He's called Wenwu. His motivations is that he wants to save his wife and the, the the mother of his children which is like that's not exactly relatable to me but it's a it's a relatable thing to have as a human being it's you wanting someone back into your life that you've lost he's he's a widow and like not a black widow mark, mark of any uh, mark of any really good villain yeah they did it with thanos is not necessarily somebody that has bad ideas He's not, I'm just going to kill everyone because I like killing he's, everyone. He's not, what am I trying to say here? It's, I'm too tired to be doing this. Yeah, um, <laughs> he is not someone who is... He's a villain 
he's a hero in his own story. Yes. He's, he's, he's got a relatable motives for what he's doing. Yeah. But he's going about it the wrong way. The wrong way, yeah, yeah. That's... Well... That's a classic kind of trope to make a good villain is that you're not necessarily doing things like wanting your family back and wanting your wife back is not necessarily an evil thing. It's not complex you're just, either. It's No, you're just doing evil things to get there and you're doing the wrong things to get there and yeah. you need to stop. You know, it's kind of like Thanos. Thanos has a point with overpopulation. He's just going about it completely the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and disregarding the value of life, you know. So... You know, it's what makes villains really good. But yeah. it, he's so. I, I liked it that they they could have easily have made this because there's technically two villains in this this. Yeah, yeah, we'll get te- on that. Technically, yeah. But the second one doesn't. The second really one is there doesn't. used as a plot device kind of thing. Yeah, which is fine. And it, yeah, but, and it works, and it and it's creepy and it's scary, and I the law nerd in me was like, oh yeah, this is cool. Love this, um, yeah. Love this, but as I said, it was like it was the fact that they focused that the, the main villain is is you know the Mandarin and his relationship with his children is the main focus, and that's the mm. the real like it's the heartbreaker, it's the it's the the centerpiece of the story, and it, we're not just gonna we're gonna have a I guess a good way of putting it because I've just confused everybody probably <laughs> is that you have. We're not. We're not going to make the unstoppable force the villain. We're going to have an unstoppable force. It's not going to be the point. The, of the real. Film. The yeah. real villain is going to be this guy, yeah. and he's not even necessarily going to be a villain. It's going to be just more of a family feud. Yeah. And that's what's the heart of the story going to be. Yeah. And that's what I really liked about it because even though it, even though it did have the typical Marvel hoo ha at the end, that yeah. could have been very boring, just like it was in Black Widow. It wasn't because they rode that emotional. They committed to the emotional side there, of the story. There was enough things that you know, like we were saying earlier, with like the whole color grading and how everything looks incredible, and rather than just it's a metal black spaceship in the sky and everything's gray and they're falling through clouds, which is also gray. It's like no, there's a, you know, spoilers. There's a fucking dragon that's flying around there's the place. A dragon is, flying there's, around. There's there's you know, kung fu bloody people with really crazy costumes and like you know the trees in the background everything looks so colorful and like so sightseeing appeasing and like pleasing to the eye i mean i don't know what the fuck i just said um uh it just yeah and they're it's, fighting some sort of love every, everything is sort of grabbing your attention yeah. and you're just you can't let go whereas you know like we were saying watching black widow it's fine but like and just they, check uh, my the, phone the, while the I'm, emotional moments yeah. don't really like there's the bit where um isn't it Elena who who like Elena she, yeah Elena sorry yes yeah, she she like does the thing and she th- I can't remember what happened she like throws the explosive and the the helicopter's gonna blow up as it's kind of blowing up and then she has to like jump off the edge of it yeah. and there's that big moment of where you know oh my god she's Natasha's dead. like oh really. no and it's like no she just backflips off of it and she's fine like yeah that's the one thing that was like that's where it, it Black Widow is still a good movie in some respects that it has the emotional moments and it sets them up, but it doesn't necessarily pay them off towards the end. Yeah. Never really feels like we're going to lose any of this family. Yeah. And obviously you don't, you know, Natasha's going to survive because you know what happens to her. Yeah. But in this movie, it feels like, you know, we could have lost the sister at one point. Uh, yeah. Shang-Chi could have died at one point. His father could have succeeded. Um, 
you know, all of these things that, that are really great. And it feels I'll, like the um, emotional pain is there for all of it. I'll, I'll, I'll mention a couple of things that I don't necessarily have a... Well, one of them I do have a problem with. And one of them I'm just like, yeah, I could either take or leave. I don't really give a shit. Um, Go for it. One of them, I, I'm kind of getting annoying. Um, it went into Fast and Furious absurd territory for me. That's literally what I was about to say. It's I don't mind it because it, it kind of just goes all out with a fucking dragon and giant bloody another giant bat dragon and they're fighting in the sky and then there's like some sort of, it goes into like dragon ball z-esque sort of yeah. thing when he uses the rings and he goes into the creature's belly and he explodes and it's like oh my fucking god i was a bit like okay now this is a lot <laughs> it's it didn't bother me but i was kind of just sort of sat there being like this is this is ramping up quite a bit i can i would understand if people uh did have a problem with it um because it does go you know it level after level after level it's like okay okay we, you know there's there's quite a bit here and another thing i do have a problem with is a thing that i'm kind of wish marvel and most other superhero films don't do is um kill off the villain it's like i would have loved to have seen when we return as the father like you big know, villain I, to kill off as well the yeah, mandarin is a, yeah, is a I, big villain yeah and like i understand if i guess tony leung didn't want to return and just he wanted to do one film and one whatever but like you know how many villains has marvel killed off you've killed off my iron monger whiplash uh the extremist in iron man too you've killed well if you seemingly killed off red skull but you brought him back uh Captain America films, they're actually fine. They're not, not really any of them dies. Um, Hydra, but whatever. You know, Abomination, fine, whatever. But like, you know, Killmonger. You killed him off. Like Michael B. Jordan is Killmonger. He was so good. I wish they kept him on for another. And the same with Andy Serkis in Black Panther. He was so good at, uh, as Claw. I really wanted to see him in another film going up against Black Panther. But yeah. Yeah, just no, I, stop I, I killing off the villain. Like Ego, I, I, the living planet. Great. I had the I same thing. The I had the villain, same thing. But... It was kind of like, oh, okay, so you've killed you've killed the Mandarin again. But I thought people were really excited to finally see the real one. Mm. And he's quite a big deal. And you've, oh. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't massively bothered by it, though, because I think the story was complete in the whole movie and it was yeah. a great ending for that character in a way um as i mentioned before what i really loved about the story is it felt like it was i followed the characters through it and it felt like the main focus was their individual arcs yeah and that's what made it a really good movie for me and why, why i had such a good time watching it and it was so enjoyable you know but eventually his repercussions catch up with him yeah and like the repercussions as, of what he's done to catch up with him as he, a story he, makes sense so his power it's... and his lust his lust for power and control takes him to something that he cannot control and he will not get any power yeah. from that is something that is just beyond him and that's that's he, lo a... he loses it but he gets a small moment of redemption by you know handing off the 10 rings to yeah i um with with tony leung obviously he's he starts out as the generic oh, I'm a villain, I just want power. But I really liked his progression of just being this power-hungry piece of shit, finds love, bad stuff happens, then he goes back to being this sort of, like, dictator of crime and, like, this massive loved... kingpin. And his whole, like, arc going up and down all over the place was just so many layers to it. I loved how 
I loved how they told his his story, and I loved the the way they told it with the flashback moments and things. Yeah. I thought it was really clever use of flashbacks, and I thought they were really well placed, like little clues of like. So we we follow something happening in the real world, and then we get a little bit of explanation as to why that's maybe the way the characters are thinking that informs the next bit of what they do, and then we get a little flashback and. And even yeah. though it kind of jumps around a little bit with the jump cuts between the flashbacks that sometimes you flash back to a moment that was before a flashback that you already had or whatever, it never feels out of place or rushed yeah. because it's always the flashback is there to design to inform how the character is feeling about things. You know, yeah. the best example is when Kate and um, Shang-Chi are talking about... Um, Katie and Shang-Chi, sorry, are talking about... Um, the fact that he his his first mission for his father after he was trained was to go and kill the man who killed his 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 mum yeah the mother um and he tells everybody that he couldn't go through with it but actually he did and you you yeah. don't know that throughout the whole movie the... but you then know it through the flashback that you're given and you go oh i understand your character so much better yeah. now and so deeply there now. was yeah was it was it, it was the, a perfect use of flashbacks to inform the story of what's happening the the one moment i think in the film when he sort of denies it at the beginning when he says oh, i didn't go through it i remember at that point of me watching it, i was like oh, i wish they did make him do it but then like you know like you say he comes and ends i, I love the I'm fact like, that they, i'm so yeah. glad that this is a sort of you know, a character that makes has him more of a wrong. morally, morally complex character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I loved that. Um, you know, we, uh, I'll just say, uh, logical robot and chat again. Uh, we all, we get, it's all comic eccentric. Um, but as a live action movie, how much is too much? That's a good point. Like how much is too much regarding set pieces at the end of a film? Um, depends on, it depends on the, what scope you're going for. Yeah. Like, I, End like, game is understandable. It's fucking, yeah. You're gonna have to yeah. have like the biggest things ever go up against the biggest things ever. I think it. I think it depends on the character as well because I think it's. Yeah. it's depends all what you set up at the beginning. About, um, like Thor. It's about re- you... it's about remaining consistent though to that. Yeah. That's the true. thing is whatever you choose, you have to keep consistent. Yeah. If I... you set the bar, it's like the Michael Bay problem. If you set the bar too high with the explosions and shit, yeah. then you have to do that every single time. You have to try and top it to the yeah. point at which you get to a point where it's okay. This is too much You're because fatigued. that's the only way you can yeah. top it is to just go over the top. Yeah. I Whereas guess in this movie, it it felt like it was hand to hand fights, and yes, there was the power of the ten rings being displayed, mm. but I never thought it was overpowered at any point. I thought, oh, you can do some cool magic stuff with them, but it's not like you. Yeah. It's not like you just pulled a moon down on top of everybody. <laughs> Thanos. Thanos. Which is a great scene, yeah. by the way. Um, Throw guess, another moon at me. And I... <laughs> yeah. It's a great I, t- I, tell you, I guess that's what sort of threw me off. Um, and not saying that I hated it. I was just like, oh, okay, this is going a little bit too over the top. It's because the consistency, like you mentioned, it was like sort of hand-to-hand, 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 sort of like progressing up to the Ten Rings. And then like sort of at the last moment, you're just throwing fucking dragons at us so i was like okay this is a this is like gone from like 50 to 100 <laughs> like, like it's it's a step which i think it's a big step that it works but it was dangerously close to being too over the top maybe um i'd just like to yeah I, th- I think it i didn't feel like it to me because it was kind of like 
at the end of the day, they needed the full might of everything there to destroy the. Um, what did the, what name did they give the chaos thing? The whisper in the. Uh, chaos. There. Oh, fuck. Um, the whisper in the dark, or whatever. The whisper in the dark, or the. I have no idea. The, dw- the dweller okay. in the dark. Dweller in the dark, it. probably yeah. Which was such a cool name, by the way. I was like, yes. "Well done, good law name, <laughs> love it." Um, uh, but yeah, it was like you know they needed the full might of a dragon and his sister's help, and you know, Katie being accurate with a bow and arrow too. Yeah. To slay this thing, you know, um, and yeah, okay, there was a big super falcon punch at the end, but yeah, <laughs> right into its chest. But I didn't feel like it was because it was something that where it was like okay like you've you've built up to that point but it's it's the, it's the, like the progression thing you've you couldn't just do that you had to get the 10 rings and then you had to charge the 10 rings and the dragon had to hold the other thing in place and katie had to take the shot and your sister had to help hold the thing in place yeah. to keep the head up and and stuff so you had to like prep everything to deliver the killing blow in a way you know if it was yeah. just i don't know someone flying at a spaceship from outer space and breaking it into two <clears throat> captain marvel th- then you're like yeah like where's your weakness? Like, and yeah, I'll, I'll go okay. into the, I'll go into that as well. It's like when we're talking about like weaknesses and like what is, you know, Captain Marvel does she have a weakness? I mean, she could get battered. Like that's what made that scene in Endgame so satisfying. Is like, oh my god, Captain Marvel could just fly through a fucking ship and save the day, but then she gets falcon punched by Thanos with the power stone, and we were like, oh okay, so she can get thrown about fuck this is good finally some sort of humbleness you just got humbled bitch sort of thing um and you just got and reality then, punched into nothing yeah, yeah exactly it's so satisfying seeing her get smashed in the face for once um and yeah so when you go to this film and you know and again with that, that using the 10 rings and you know, using your training that you've had throughout the entire film or in Wenwu's case, like he's a fucking master of using these things. So he knows what he's doing. So every punch that you feel matters and oh, just the, the but, choreography. But even then of... they set it up right in the beginning. He's able to be beaten if you know, if yes. you know how to, yes. because the 10 rings aren't necessarily something that solely he controls. There is an element to them at which somebody can bring it under the spell. You see the mother do it first and then you see Shang-Chi yeah. learn it later I'd... on so it's you know it's about placing the power cap and the item of being like these things it are was, capable um... of like destroying titans and things yeah but if with you with a bit of finesse with can... a bit of finesse and understanding and i like that there was a message of kind of um gentleness do maybe. you know yourself was the line wasn't yeah it? yeah like... the, I, I loved the, the theme in this of you know shang chi trying to run away from what his past is and what his family is but ultimately he has to confront that in order to break through that and then become his own person like oh amazing actually when you think about it so like, good. it is it's a central theme for all the characters in this story yep knowing who you are and what you're going to become knowing who you are yeah um i, I, I it was a bit on the nose but i loved the opening uh of like you know like you say the wenwu and the mother a bit on the nose of them having sort of sort of dance but yeah it was really cool. it was still beautiful yeah. it was still great like the whole i don't even know where they were there's some, some I li- sort I like of like the spring of area to link it back to kind of the the tame it was almost like in a weird way taming it was kind of like oh you're taming gonna come at me very ag- aggressively yeah. but i am one with the surroundings around me and yeah you know when you when you put like it was like it was like the aunt as well when she was teaching Chang she later on in the movie and she she opens his palms 
and he uh, it's like relax be yeah. be one you're, you're not here to be an aggressor or you don't have to be a presence and a force you can be within the space around you and that's yeah. how you gain the upper hand you know um and it was the same with the dance as you said and it was beautiful choreography that was almost like it was it was dance choreography it wasn't fight choreography yeah. it was dance choreography that was made to look like fighting but yeah it's really good um, um I'm trying to think is there anything else like spoiler wise that you can say i can think of a couple more things um trevor's back <laughs> trevor's back good old ben kingsley is trevor uh, and that I... weird foot uh, foot Morris. stall, Morris the footstool thing. I instantly thought it was like a Harry Potter thing that you put your feet up when you're on a sofa. Really? I genuinely thought it was something like that, but no, it was like this weird beast thing from. It's, it's like a six-legged. It's Just... a six-legged like beaver with, <laughs> with fairy wings, wings on its face, with <laughs> no face. <laughs> I do love Morris. That apparently, love... can make noises. I did the last oh, it's, 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 it's I cool. I loved the fact that Ben Kingsley was in this movie. Was he announced to be in this movie? Um, I had it completely threw me off guard, even though it should have been blatantly fucking obvious he was in this movie, because he obviously had that whatever the fuck he was in Iron Man three, which I really didn't like, and because actually I recently rewatched Iron Man three with Gem. Um, and a little mini review on that. It's a really good film, other than a really stupid twist. I I really dislike that twist. Um, and then they did like a little one shot with Ben Kingsley of called All Hail the King, where he's in prison, and then he gets confronted by uh, goons of the Mandarin, being like, "You used his name. How dare you? You're going to pay for using his name in vain and stuff like that." And then boom, this film comes out, um, and then obviously he gives his little like, little speech in the film and stuff. Uh, Hi, I'm Trevor from I'm Liverpool. Trevor. <laughs> it's not damn. He was Trevor. great. I love him. I I do love Ben Kingsley, but I do feel as though I think one of the little. Okay, he does have probably the biggest laugh joke in the film. Um, we'll get onto a little bit of comedy now and what we thought of that, like the bed, good, uh, the best bits, uh, the bit where he's playing dead, and he's like, "No, <laughs> Morris, Morris, I'm, it's, it's a, a performance." performance. <laughs> <laughs> now get down here with me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was the the best joke. Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> I try to think if there's other one like one. Like... Oh no! Sorry, offside. Offside. <laughs> the kids are playing football. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, in a way, I'm just like. Oh, it's kind of a. It's Ben Clingsley, man. So it's. I mentioned earlier, like this it's... is the other comic relief character in the thing. Yeah. What What I loved is that they they did put a bit of heart into it because you kind of saw him as a character of being like, I'm just a guy who got swept up in some shit that he didn't really understand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. I I I booked a travel holiday through Tripadvisor dot exe dot cd dot this is definitely not a scam dot com <laughs> <laughs> and i'm here now so just gonna try and make the best of the situation yeah um, but i like that they brought him back to kind of see where he'd been and wrap up his story yeah it, it like... makes sense it, like, in a way i hope they don't bring him back again because it's like it's such a you know going like com comedy route it's that's as much as you need with him um yeah, it's whatever. Actually, I'll, I'll go back to chat. I hated what they did because the actual Bin Laden, 
a Bin Laden style persona he did worked so well initially. It was relevant and hitting a nerve with the viewer. Yes, 100%. When you watch the trailer to Iron Man 3 and then you watch like the first two thirds of it and he's again got that persona of like this terrorist, it's relevant. It's it's not necessarily a villain that you have to sympathize with or have to have this like tragic relevant or relatable backstory. Um, it, it it's relevant to like the sort of day and age we were in, like dealing with terror. We still are dealing with to a certain extent, um, like terrorist invading, like them being some sort of force of nature that you not even Iron Man can really control. And the direction it seemed to have been going in was, you could have argued, one of the best villains in the MCU. But then it's just made him an actor, a joke. And it's like, really? And then you have fucking Guy Pierce as the... No. Piss off. <laughs> just, can you not? Uh, apparently it was Guy Pierce's idea as well to make him a joke actor and him the main villain. It's like, no, just stick to acting. Don't be a they, writer. They let Guy Pierce make that decision. Yeah. And they apparently. That, that might be a rumour, but that's what I read maybe I think one that's time probably a rumor i can't i, can't I hope to fuck it's that. not the real thing um but yeah what's it's... really interesting is that like it's a shame because we were robbed of that version of the mandarin that mm. probably would have been amazing yeah but we did get this version who was very different it was very still. good yeah that's yeah it's very true um, and i would argue even better because he wasn't just like yeah. he was he was no, he was as good, but for different reasons. Like yeah. the Mandarin, in, the Mandarin that was set up in Iron Man Three was like the Joker, was this unstoppable force of yeah. nature, and was kind of scary and stuff. Whereas this Mandarin was scary, but had a heart as well, and yeah. was like a, uh, an actual character who it was really... a complex, you know. Because the, the Ten Rings in this film is completely different to the Ten Rings in um, in the comics. It's in... oh, give us the lowdown. Sorry. Give us the lowdown. Give us the lowdown. So the Ten Rings is obviously on your fingers, the Ten Rings. Um, and I think each one of the rings has like its own separate power. Like one of them can shoot ice or water and like one of them's fire. So it, I guess it made sense for them to change the, the lore and what they can do in this film because you've literally just had the Infinity Stones. You don't, you don't want another 10 magical artifacts that can literally do anything and everything. Um, it's another bunch of MacGuffins that but, do things. You know, them being on the wrists and using them as some sort of like concussion blast things and other aspects of that. It, I, I, it was I have really to say, clever. I really like the design of the design of them. Yeah, the fact yeah, they, yeah. Were like, they were like bangles, basically, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, I really liked but them. But then like went into gauntlets and stuff. That yeah. was really cool. And then you could also use them as like frisbee discs and stuff. But, yeah, and, um, and use you know use them as some sort of like propel propulsion things to make you jump extra high and stuff that was like really basically interesting. give you all the powers the avengers have yeah effectively you can like shield um, with it you can fly with it yeah it's really good um what should we talk about other like little uh fucking mcguffin chasing <laughs> um another what would we take about little cameos in this we had abomination and wong coming back uh i think you alluded to this about being a sort of extra things sort of like connecting to the universe was that one of them or was that a different thing <clears throat> that you were sort of yeah no this there's still i forgot that this was a marvel movie apart from the fact where it was like oh that is obviously abomination and wong, and wong um, yes 
And, oh, yep, he's just made a portal and they're walking off. And apparently they're friends. Yeah. For, for whatever reason. I, um, I didn't mind that because... No, I didn't mind it. I yeah. was like, oh, that's interesting. You're obviously going to bring Abomination back in the future. He's... Maybe Abomination will fight Ab- alongside Hulk. That Abomination's cool. going to be in uh, She-Hulk, the uh, the TV sh- uh, Amazon... Uh, not Amazon, fucking Disney, Disney Plus show. And interesting um, enough, actually, where they were porting to looked a little bit like a jail cell. So... Yeah. Or at least there's some sort of containment facility. So, I think, um, you um, know, it is complete speculation, but I think it's like Wong was found him was like, hey, do you want to do this fighting arena thing to blow off some steam? Here, I can train you to do this sort of stuff. And Also, I love the fact that Wong, just when Strange isn't looking, goes off goes and does, on, does this. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder um, if Doctor Strange does know about what is, he's been doing. That's really good. I don't think he really would care. Um, well, I mean, he's about to break the fucking multiverse in No Way Home, so... <laughs> he's about to just cause the next major character deaths um, yeah. in Avengers 6 well or whatever. Well done, Doctor Strange. Um, uh, uh, apparently we're getting Secret Wars before we're getting Multiversal War, so there we go. Uh, anyway. Um, whatever's coming first. Whatever's coming first. Maybe yeah. at the same time, because... I think it's Doctor Strange, not? Multiverse and Madness first, and then Secret Wars is like maybe a couple years down the line. Um, either way, what else anyway, is there? What else is um, to this? But no, there, there were certain those certain moments where it was like this is obviously a reference to the Avengers or whatever. But apart from that, I, I love the fact that it was such a different. It was so different the feel to it. Yeah. Even more so, I would say than Black Panther was. Yeah. It was even more disconnected than that. Black Panther was more connected, even though it was its own story about its own kingdom. You know, they still have a flying jet that is like the one that they fly around in in Avengers, and yeah, it's still you've got characters who have popped up before in in other, you know, you know, like Martin Freeman's character, for example. Yeah. Um, whereas in this, it was everything was completely separate. You had obviously Ben Kingsley, but it, it's not the same. He's not a major player. He's literally a joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gone again. <laughs> Apologies, everyone. We are definitely going to sort this out for the next pod. What's this on? We're on nearly four hours. Holy shit. Uh, three hours. It's literally been on the hour mark for like the past bit of this podcast that I've disconnected. It's it's, it's like every 50 minutes. It's fine. I don't understand why. It's all right. It's I thought it was because my mouse was clicked and resting on another page that it was bopping me out of this because um, was, I wasn't paying attention or whatever. Mm. But things paying attention to the call but it's not it's not so i i sincerely apologize for everybody watching on twitch right now but there we go um holy shit i would lose my mind if I'm the back. beyonder showed up i don't know too much about the beyonder but it's more marvel lore that i'm all for what i love yeah is that it got it got a balance right because it, it just felt it felt very removed from everything that we've had in in the world, and I think what you were saying earlier about the the colourfulness and the kind of fantasy extra worldy bits and the the kind of being outward with all that meant that it, it was it was completely removed from it. Mm. It was completely removed. Like watching the final bit of that with the dragon coming out and stuff, you're like, this is the same universe as the purple guy and the <laughs> and cat and cat yes. and Bucky and and you know yeah and the world Iron building is incredible. Like, it was like this is a whole other you know wakanda was one thing but it's 
it's just the city it's, that's it's, hidden by yeah, technology. I, I love the fact that it's, you know, thinking about it, like if you're in a Marvel universe, you'd be like, there's somewhere out there where there's dragons and fantasy elements and like, Jesus Christ, that whole world. Like, first we have just bog standard Earth, dealing with like Cap and Iron Man and stuff. Then we have the Guardians and like the cosmic universe. Then we have Doctor Strange and the magical aspect. Now we have fantasy and all that sort of stuff. Like, and then we have Wakanda and like the tech, like, exploding into another dimension it's like there's so much levels to and this now. according to the people of um the, uh how lay or what was it the name of the village Tao Lao. yeah i was um, just getting that wrong but uh there's a whole other world beyond where they came from that yeah. had cities and technology and yeah, it's so. It was a whole other part of the multiverse before this creature appeared from I, the darkness. You know, I think it's, it's like I mentioned in the Facebook group and maybe the previous podcast is I thought the dragon was Fin Fang Foom um, from the comics, but I don't think it is because Fin Fang Foom is a weird character. I don't know too much about. I just know that that was like a a dragon person. Um, but yeah, Fin Fang Foom is a weird name as well. It is a weird name. He's a weird character. Um, yeah, I, when we were talking about like connecting it, there was only maybe three moments where it connected it to the um, rest of the Marvel universe. Like there was a there was a passing comment about everyone being turned to dust. So you're like, oh okay, yeah. So they're referencing Thanos. Um, then there was obviously the bit with Abomination and Wong, and then there was obviously the post credit scenes. So. Those are the only moments. Everything else is completely new and different and disconnected, which was completely great. Um, yeah, I loved, I loved, I loved Katie as a character. Mm. Loved Katie as a character. She's great. She's great. She's really great. Um, I loved that she kind of had this thing of like discovering herself. Mm. That was kind of it. It was like finding a finding a purpose and, and there are so, oh, so many great quotes in this movie as well the one where it's just like if you're not aiming at anything then no one what was it like if yeah i i know the comment uh the quote you're thinking of yeah if oh, fuck yeah i know um, what you mean no, but that it's quote like no great. wonder you miss if you have no aim yeah like or whatever that is you know if you're not aiming at if something you don't have a target then yeah um, something like that I, I yeah, I truly loved that. I thought that was really, really brilliant. Um But yeah, I I love I love that there was kind of that side of her story and it grounded her and it made her not a sole comic relief character or whatever. Yeah. Mm. You're getting tired. Really now. Well I'm getting <laughs> very tired. That's all right. Um, I think um we ain't got much else. Is there anything else that you wanna say about this film? No, I was just uh, really... I just googled the dweller in the dark actually because oh, yeah. the dweller dweller in darkness dweller say. in darkness that's the one nice who looks very much like Cthulhu in the comics oh yeah um that is obviously the hymn from the movie nice um and that is a very very different so yeah I I as I thought it was very uh, very kind of Lovecraftian inspired villain mm. um there is a warhammer miniature that goes by the same name <laughs> nice <laughs> nothing, nothing to do with lovecraft at all um 
But also, there's a picture here. I think this is from the... Um, is that from... Might have been from... Uh, I think that was from WandaVision. That, it looks like a shot from WandaVision. But the, the, the Dweller in Darkness is actually in the, the book of... The Darkhold book as a multiversal oh, really? being. Yeah. Oh, it's all connected now. One one of the one of the pages that uh, she flicks through, I think that's definitely it. Has yeah. this like tentacled monster on a page with a thing oh, sweet. around it and stuff. Um. Oh, hang on. Uh, tentacled monster. That might be. Um. If you watch What If, that might be a reference to something in that, which is also a. It might... Okay, I think I know... Okay, hang on. So I'm going to have a look this up because it might be a Sorcerer Supreme. Um, I'm just literally going to type in what if squid. Um, no. What if... What Marvel? up, squid? What Marvel. if squid? Uh, squid Marvel. Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Uh, Shuma Gorath. That might be a reference to. Um, which is a his own interdimensional octopus who is a type who's a sorcerer supreme themselves and it's a villain that dr strange fights against so we might see what's the, what's the name again sorry uh shuma Gorath. s-h-u-m-a-g-o-r-a-f-a-f-a-t-h is he basically just starro but the marvel equivalent maybe but yeah sorcerer supreme that dr strange might go up against in his film next um yeah, that'd be cool. Might be a reference to that. Well, anyway, it might be a reference yes. to either or. But yeah, it's just having to flick through the uh, thing. But it's yeah, there's definitely a, like a squid monster in the uh, mm. in the uh, Darkhold book. Yeah, that might be a reference to that. I'm thinking. Uh, but yeah, obviously um, we'll probably learn a lot more about that in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, we got what if uh, wrapping up in the next few weeks. I think it was on episode five. I think last time which is all about zombies which was okay um but yeah we'll talk about that when that all wraps up eventually uh have you got anything else to say about shang chi because i don't think i do it's just a great film the more i've thought about it the more i really liked it so yeah as i said it was it was my favorite marvel movie nice I am open for that opinion changing in the future if I go back and watch other ones, but I... Yeah, yeah, it's all good. I just... I don't know what it was about it. I just... I, it was a breath of fresh air, and I think yeah. that's what I loved so much about it. Has it doused your fer superhero fatigue? Are you back on board? For the moment, yes. Yeah, that's good. For the moment, yes. I'm trying to think what's next. Um, I think it's Eternals, which is the next superhero film coming out. Well, I was going to say, actually, that uh, like watching this movie has got me really excited for Eternals. For Eternals. Now. Yeah, yeah. Because There's been a few promotional stuff as, that's been coming up. If it's as different as, as this one was, then good, Marvel. Well good. done. Good. Well Branch done out to new things. Different things. Yeah. It's taking you about 20 minute movies. Tw but it's tw 20 fucking million movies. But... <laughs> and then we got Batman, I think, after that, after Eternals, I think. Oh, got some good shit Mate. coming out. Oh, no, no, but no, we, we got... Well, we got the Green Knight. <laughs> right, is it, yeah. Jesus Christ. As far as superhero movies go. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you do Batman's next year. Uh, well, we've got uh, fucking Eternals, then Spider-Man, 
then Batman, I think. So we will get to them when those movies come about. Right. Uh, bring on Spawn as well. Oh, yeah, that's coming out. I can't, I can't remember how far away that is. Spawn. Um, I think it's a little bit further away because it's not in the seat. It's not in the necessarily the plan for Phase 4, is it? Um, or Spawn. Unless it's going to be right at the end. Spawn isn't Marvel. It's its own property. Oh, I'm yeah. thinking of a different character. That's right. Don't worry. He didn't unmute at the right time. We start speaking of spoilers. But yeah, Shang-Chi, very good. Very great film. I definitely want to watch it again. Um, but yeah, th- I think that's all for today's podcast. Or double podcast. Well, hey. yeah. Thank you, Will, for this. This is our longest podcast ever, but I am going to be cutting it in half. So there was, there was a lot to, there was a lot of news. We we got piled on with news on top of shit. Yeah, we're not going to do that. On top again. of everything else, so it's all good. Just PlayStation just decided to flex on us and then we're back. So yeah. Uh thank you everybody so much for listening and so much for joining us live on a podcast. I apologize again for those bloody follows, that bloody bots. Bastards, the lot of them. Pieces of shit. Um, and I apologize. Bastard bots. And hopefully in the actual podcast, I can edit around Will. Um, jump yeah, around. I'll try and get this sorted for it's the fine. next time we do this. Because this is fucking... I don't know what's going on. It's fine. Hopefully it will come out fine. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed this very much, then um, rate us on the pod. Our pod app, if you are listening to us rather than watching us live. Um, on whatever app you're listening to us on, like it's Apple, Spotify, whatever. Just and give us a rating. Five stars, nothing less, nothing more. Nothing more. Like you can give us more than five stars. Give us seven if you can. Um, you can email us at cityofgeekandpod at gmail.com. Send us an email if you want to give a suggestion or tell us how much we're doing bad. I don't know. <laughs> um, follow us on, well, follow me on Twitter. I'm at the Rizigans. Uh, and you can follow the group as well. Um, which is uh, Globe of Geekum on Facebook. Uh, you can follow that or join up. Uh, and then if you think you enjoyed this podcast enough, obviously you can rate us and whatever, but you can share with your friends and family to see if they would enjoy, see if they want to get involved in any way, shape or form. Um, and if you're listening to this, you, we are streaming this live on Twitch most Saturdays. Sometimes we change around. We will obviously keep you updated whenever something changes. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, I think it'll probably be back to Saturday next week. Back to Saturday. What day is it? Saturday next week is the 11th or something? I don't no, it's not the 11th. That's tomorrow. What am I talking about? 18th. That's fine. We can do something next week, not Sex Education Season 3. Um, but yeah, uh, follow us on Twitch. Uh, it's obviously Rizakins, twitch.tv slash Rizakins. We do the pod there. But yeah, also I'd like to say a special thank you to Gemineo16 in chat for getting rid of those bloody bots. 24 in total. Well done, Gem. Yeah. We love you, Gem. Yeah, so I apologize if you heard my bloody Twitch alert going off 24 times about people. <laughs> bots. Fuck me. What is, I mean, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have minded 24 new followers, but it has to be bots. That would be it? great, yeah. That would be, but... that would be fantastic. Fuck yourself, bots. Uh, so yeah, now I understand why those Twitch... Uh, that the the, the uh, Twitch isn't doing a good job because there's that sort of controversy happening around. Um, but yeah, thank you, Jim. Hopefully, we'll see you soon. Hopefully, we'll hear from everyone soon enough. And take care, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye now. Bye. <laughs>